You're listening to Mentally Sounds Extra Long Christmas Special Podcast Edition on Spice FM. Just like I will start to worry. Beautiful, watch your heart. Father will be patient. Listen to that fireplace. Oh. Really, I'd better Oh, beautiful, please don't hurt. Or maybe just a half Why a don't you put some records on while I pour? Oh, baby, it's bad out there. Say what's in this train. But there's no caps to be had out there. Welcome along to Mentally Sound right here 
on Spice FM 98.8 FM. That was Baby It's Cold Outside by Cyril Matthews and Tom Jones. I'm kind of a little bit annoyed it wasn't the Ray Charles version. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Um, there's so many covers of that. I just played whatever was on the database. But obviously, huge welcome. If this is your first time listening, this is a show called Mentally Sound where we essentially talk about all things mental health. Um, just to clarify, it's not like a depressed fest. Uh, we actually talk about like comedy and various other things. And, uh, and uh, the, the whole point of the show is to kind of talk about essentially taboo subjects so right from the bat i make sure to let people know that you know we do we do talk about potentially something that might be con- like considered controversial or or whatever it is but we kind of have the remit of that we want people to be open and frank and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we'll peel off the discriminatory aspect of mental health and all things else so um that's the disclaimer up front is that you, there may be some uh, teary things there may be some hilarious things yes yeah. you never know what's going to happen always so, always see a gp yeah like yes and all that kind of thing yeah we obviously give disclaimers about you know getting help and stuff but the whole point of this show is to give people uh, you know is to tell people where to get services mm. and to talk about stories and all kinds of other stuff so that's the first thing the second thing uh, to let people be aware of is we're doing a special today because it's our it's the last show of 2017 it's the christmas special slash i guess sort of new year's really in end a way yeah end of year something like that so we're on till three which is quite fun uh so he, so we should give a shout out to spice for allowing us to do Absolutely. that and um, that was very nice of them to to sort that out so yeah and so instead of 12 till 2 uh, every second friday which is obviously today the 8th of december we're here for an extra hour we so, should also and, say as well that show that didn't get podcasted that two the guests yes, who were on that show yes. come along today so i'm really really Yes, exactly. Uh, what Ricky's referring to, this is your first time listening, is that we did do a show, uh, the second show we were ever on on Spice, I think it was May, I think yeah, it started think in April, May, yeah. so I think it was the May April show. Was pilot, yeah. um, we put a podcast of this on iTunes so you can listen to the whole thing, completely unedited, which is great because we used to have to take the music out in the old radio station. Um, so one of the benefits is that now we can do that, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, which we explained at the time, that show didn't get recorded. Um, the computer just decided it didn't want to record it and we found out when we went to take it off the computer so obviously we were even though obviously we went out live to an audience Mm -hmm. so that's our obligation Mm -hmm. we put the podcast out because obviously 12 till 2 is a weird time you know people be at work and whatnot so we want people to listen whenever they can that's the whole point of us doing this Mm -hmm. um so as a compromise so we should give a shout out to laura naparin because she can't make today's show so we basically invited everyone from that podcast as well as the guests who are coming today for the first time Mm -hmm. just to basically as a as a as an apology for the fact that that happened even though Ricky will back me up on this actually a lot of the guests were super cool about it they were just like oh that happened oh well we still had fun at the show and it yeah. went out so yeah. um, so it's nice because obviously like we I mean, were that like... Was the, I, I guess that was the main motivation to, to put this to a three hour so we, we yeah. allow room to me- amend for that mm-hmm. and uh, also to have a, a good time mm-hmm. it's Christmas after all you know? That's really weird. I've just noticed. This just this shows you that I have a little bit of attention deficit disorder or something. As I just noticed, the timer on the board says it's ten past one. That's going to be really annoying okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sort of OCD thing. Where I'm just like, yeah. I'm just sort of willing it to go to change back to. <laughs> What's the been like? Did the clock the clocks weren't changed that long ago? Was it? So maybe well, it's not changed since then. And I've just noticed. Yeah. yeah. Damn it! Get 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 together, Spice. Yeah. Sort out this timer. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that this is the thing where you got to stick to time, like I do for and whatnot yeah. is there's a clock over there there's a clock on this computer there's a clock there there's a clock on this one and i'm like which one's right oh, like this is just really annoying anyway um that's gonna like i'm I've, I've 
because I've like noticed it now and I'm pointed it out, I'm gonna just keep staring at the rest of the day. I'm just like, I'll be, I'll be I'll, your I'll be certified like timer for this. If I'm like this, guys, and it just looks like I'm not paying attention, <laughs> <laughs> it's because of that, really. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I guess just a little bit of um, catch up with Ricky. We've got a guest waiting for us because Christine, which is who we actually, um, you know, referenced in the last show, um, you know, mental health news about them, um, the autism uh, with our son, with with the the social media and the fact that like social media like picked it up and it became sort of a viral sensation so we'll talk to her in a second she's waiting patiently um i just wanted to ask ricky like we usually do at the start of the show just how have you been good sir Hmm. great question uh up and down as usual <laughs> you said um, a great question like yeah. i never ask you that like yeah, yeah. No. it's about time steve but you're the only you're the only that asks me, that's yeah. well you know um yeah yeah i mean when you as as i've said to you many times with with ptsd the anxiety thing can you know rear its ugly head at times mm-hmm. and there's been a few days where it has got the better of me but you know i uh, to use the cliche, I soldier on and and uh, get by. So yeah, last few days have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. How I'm, does I'm, it? I'm how do you feel like? Um, I guess this is a quick question because I've been thinking this in my own head. Is that how do you, how do you deal with win- the winter month? Like, because I, I I've I've always like questioned this because I've like you know my mental health's been all over the place since it sort of got cold. Well, and I'm I just think, wondering yeah. whether like you know the, the sad I guess and yeah. um. So are you how, sort of, are you sort of lumping in the whole sort of air of Christmas about things as well? Well, like, I'm a bit Ebenezer Scroogey about Christmas. I, I I just I get very like sort of worn down by it. I mm. guess because it just it starts like you know you start hearing Christmas songs at the beginning of September and mm-hmm. I'm just like a four month wait mm. for like a, and I I like the I, I think it like sort of tarnishes the Christmas spirit. Yeah. You know, I'm actually doing the <laughs> the speech marks to yeah. the to people in the studio because that's kind of my problem is that it becomes like a, a like a materialistic. You've got to get the best present type thing where well, it, it's I actually think it's, doesn't it? it's yeah, very, yeah, exactly. Very commercial that, yeah, thank you. To that's Christmas what I was trying nowadays. to say. Yeah, but I mean, we'll talk about this more in mental health news because I've got a really good story about oh, well, lo- awesome. lo- loneliness. But yes. you know, I think this time of year you, you do get um, absolutely. Like that. Yeah, but me, I, I was a bit like yourself, a bit sort of a Scrooge. I was because <laughs> you say I've been either Scrooge. I, I was always say Scrooge McDuck because I was I was referencing a cartoon. <laughs> I think I heard That's about not right, him Ricky. before. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but now not so much now. But uh, yeah, especially around New Year New Year's Eve time, I used to get really down, but. Not so much now because I'm just sort of glad of the time off that I get and I could just sort of compose myself and, and you know, yeah. set myself up for the new year, whatever that might entail. No, no, um, that makes that makes a great deal of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just thought it's it's it's, it's been just. So you reference you might have sad the, the seasonal affective disorder. You, might, you I don't know because well, I've just sort of realised like you know being now that I've just I turned thirty. We talked about this in the last show. Mm-hmm. Um, is I just suddenly have realised like I seem to be getting like literally as in not not sad as in I just said the the abbreviation I meant just sad as in like just feeling down and it seems to be the same time of year so I'm just wondering whether there's it seems to be you a have pattern. had a tough year though do you think true, that yeah true but well? then like we talked like we touched on like with even with having a tough t- tough year I felt like I've dealt with all the stuff that's happened to me pretty mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um it could be a combination of that it's just been a delay factor mm-hmm. but it but then again it could be just this thing where um well a lot of these things lie dormant you know I know with PTSD do. that you know the original sort of trauma you don't think it's affected you and you can lie dormant for a no, long time. True. 
and then and then just bang it just it just happens but i was saying to my mom as well and i think my mom's going through this is that like if you if you grief for example like can can take ages to manifest Mm -hmm. itself Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of the problem like Mm -hmm. i think because whenever you're in a situation where someone you care about is like ill um you're sort of so involved in the process and helping Mm -hmm. them out that i don't actually think you get time to process that it's happening um and i think that's part of maybe i don't necessarily think it might be christmas i think just to summarize this Mm -hmm. i think it actually is new year's Mm because part of me is looking forward to the idea of and i'm not usually like this where i actually feel like like sort of january 1st will be like right a refresh period like i think my brain's sort of doing this thing of where i'm like i'll just start next year fresh and like sort of like that that'll like let me feel better about what's happened so maybe yeah. it is that's what's going on but anyway all it's all interesting and fascinating it's all we're all amateur psychologists on this show <laughs> <laughs> but there you go anyway we'll not make christine wait any longer because i know she's there um but yeah um so just to let me provide the context if that's okay um i mean obviously you can talk about your situation i just mean in regards to the show we we talked about this if, uh, if people listened to the last show which i'm assuming people did um is that we talked about Christine's situation because, as I said, it was a social media, you know, it became viral and, like, loads of people talked about it. I think it's a it very social media story yes. in terms of what affects social media. I mean, I'm pretty, was now, it, yeah. I think I saw it on Yahoo or something like that, and then I said, I think that's right, and then, um, and then I, I definitely saw it trending on Twitter about people commenting on it and whatnot, and I thought it was amazing, and I never got a chance to read the whole thing, and then he, and then I, just to clarify, uh, Ricky um, uh, read your rant was it fa- was it Facebook? Facebook um, and Twitter, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, it was my husband's Facebook, rant, right? Okay, which I then posted to Twitter, Twitter right. expecting maybe two or three people to say yes, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it to go viral. That's cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, like that's the thing with Facebook, and it is you just go, your friends are gonna listen and go, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was," and then all of a sudden someone picks it up. But that's a good thing. I mean, that that's necessary, but we'll get into that. Um, but first of all, welcome to the show, obviously. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for, for for agreeing to come on because obviously, like, we've got some very like, you know, obvious questions in terms of in terms of the situation. But as yeah. I said. For the benefit of people who may not have read the story or, or listened to our last show where we talked about it quite a bit, um, can you just clarify like what led you to? I'll, I mean, the brief summary I'll give is, you know, you have a son who has autism, correct? Yes. Um, and his name's Riley. His name's Riley. Yeah. He's six years old, and he's okay. non-verbal. Right. Um. So basically. Um, if you want to, I mean, do you want to pick it up from there? Basically, that yeah. like your the the kids and I mean, you said something in the sort of like when we were doing a like the 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 pre meeting for the show. You, I asked you like just very briefly. Like, I mean, the obvious question is to talk about you know where the discriminatory aspect of it comes from. But then you said a very good point of it's not necessarily your friends of your child; it's the actual parents. Yeah, and I think that was a very powerful point. So maybe we could start there. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think. Um... What happened was my mm-hmm. husband saw a post on Facebook. Right. He's not into social media and he hasn't been on it very long. Okay. So I've seen these things happening for quite a long time where you'll see get togethers and think, mm-hmm. oh, like maybe we, it would have been nice to have been invited mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or even just to have known it was happening. He sees a post and absolutely blows up and does this huge sweary rant okay. um, to get his point across, which he did very well. <laughs> It then went viral, but I think the thing behind it was he was hurt and he was upset that mm-hmm. Riley was being excluded from something that right. he really believed we should have been part of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking Quite about right. friends that he's known for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose, I mean, I can see it 
we do fall off the radar as parents of an autistic child. We don't get out very often. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have cues for babysitters to come and look after Riley. Mm-hmm. And people who do look after him find it quite difficult and probably won't volunteer very quickly to do it again. Mm-hmm. So we do kind of, we haven't distanced ourselves. That's just something that's naturally happened to us. Right, yeah. But what we would like, if we can go somewhere where we're with friends and with family as well, if we can do that where Riley is accepted, understood, and we feel comfortable, that allows us to, as a unit, still socialise with friends and family. And we really need people to just be a little bit more thoughtful and have a little bit more empathy to the situation that we're in. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you think, I mean, because it's, it, again, I think this is sort of the obvious question of people for people listening, but I think you'll probably be thinking the same thing, is that what do you think it leads people to do something like that in terms of just deciding to not, like, invite your child places? I know, obviously, the obvious question is because he has a, you know, it's autism, but to yeah. me, it just, I mean, as someone who, who, who likes to think that I'm, like, you know, I... I include people, not exclude people. Yeah. I, I'm trying. I'm struggling to come up with like the sort of premise of why someone would go. I mean, is it just it, it? The obvious thing to say, and I don't mean to be so simplistic, but it's like he's being treated differently because he's different. Yeah. Like, and I. So is that? I mean, have you figured out? You know why that's the case? Isn't and, it just it, discrimination, though? But yeah, but I meant like why? Like why do you think they do it? Like, I think, and this is from talking to a lot of people since this happened. Mm. A lot of it is to do with fear. Yes. Um, if you don't understand mm. a situation properly, yeah. and this comes with lots of, as we're talking about mental health, mm. if you don't understand it, people are quite fearful of it. Yeah, yeah. So, good point. Yeah. If you want to know something about autism, just ask. Yeah, yeah. And the bi- the, the biggest thing that I can put out there is if you want to know about autistic people, ask autistic people. Yeah, I'm an expert at being the parent of an autistic child exactly. called Riley. Yeah. That's where my expertise ends, mm. you know. But mm. there are Twitter is a fabulous place to ask autistic people questions. Mm. There's a hashtag yeah. trending at the moment, actually ask an autistic or mm-hmm. actually autistic, yeah. where autistic adults will answer your questions about mm-hmm. autism, mm-hmm. you know, and it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we're not kind of jumping on that type of... Um, facility yeah. enough, you know. No, no, yeah. So I um, use it a lot and I wish other people would. That's a fantastic... I mean, that's one of the reasons that we're open about talking about all sorts of yes. mental health because um, I, I have bipolar disorder. So yeah. one of the things that I say all the time is I just talk about not necessarily... And I, I, I also think as well, like, and I understand, like, you know, anger is a part of it and it's justified, but it's also trying to sort of calmly explain the misunderstandings that some people make because um, there's quite a few with bipolar disorder that I've talked about on here. Um, so th- that leads to the very obvious question because, again, like you say, and I know a lot about bipolar disorder because I have it, but yeah. autism is something that, you know, is thrown around as a word and people, like, might have a punt at what it is, for want of a better phrase. So I guess, like, that leads to, you know, a wider thing of, again, this understanding point. Like, could you describe to us in a, in, I say a nutshell, I mean, obviously that, 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 I don't want to sound, that sounds a bit disrespectful to what you deal with, but I'm like, so what is autism for you? Like, can you describe it to people who are listening? Um, For me, because, I mean, I'm going to say the same old thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody with autism is different. Yes, good you know, point. Yeah, it's of course, such yeah. a vast spectrum. Yeah. It's unfair um, to lump them all into yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, yeah, if you think it's like having depression, yeah. like you have mild, severe, yeah. and it can 
be different forms. They yeah. To be yeah. No, you're, on their own no, no, that as much as anyone else. No, they're individuals, absolutely. Aren't yeah. They? Thank yeah. you for saying that. That was a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, and but for us, I mean. Mm-hmm. Riley is autistic. He's always going to be autistic. Yep. He's going to be an autistic adult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. We find it very difficult communication because mm-hmm. he's nonverbal. Um, there's a lot of frustration in our house. We communicate with iPads and telephones and pictures mm-hmm. rather than, I mean, as a parent who um, I myself suffer from depression and anxiety, I always have done mm-hmm. before Riley arrived. Yeah. Um, for me, Parenting as an anxious person is really difficult yeah. because when Riley's not well or if he's not happy about something, well, yeah. he can't tell me why. Yes. If he doesn't want to go to school in the in the morning, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. So he leaves and I'm an absolute wreck. Yeah. You know, left at home. Yeah, yeah. Every day is difficult because of things like this. Yeah. But then again, I know autistic people who are kind of, they're at university and, you know, a little bit socially awkward maybe they put a mask on to mm-hmm. try and appear a little bit more but you have to put a mask on yeah. don't you if uh, you want to be accepted as a neurotypical person <laughs> and make your own life easier i'm glad you didn't say it. I-, I laughed because uh we kind of have a-, a-, a remit on this show to not say the word normal yeah me too. <laughs> i, don't like I really don't like it yeah it's it's that sort so. of painted smile thing yeah you absolutely would, but yeah. you're right though we all have to do I, that i do that yeah. as well yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Why-, why should they have to do that Mm-hmm. to fit in mm-hmm. and be accepted no. you know yeah. these you know autistic people are just they have a different way of thinking i have a different way of thinking you have a different way of thinking mm. um and me personally for my son i just want to see the world be a little bit more accepting so that his life is easier yeah and it's um, as simple as that that's that's yeah pa- yeah simple but powerful and it's more yeah. about sort of interaction than than rather than isolation which is which you think about it is 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 the in context of that rant, because you know that, the, you know, from him being excluded from parties where he can chance to interact with the kids, yeah. he's been denied that, then he's further isolation. And does that make the condition worse or does he react to that in a, in a, in a negative way? Or? To be honest, I mean, Riley's only six. Yeah. So he doesn't know that at this moment in time mm. that he's been excluded by, by anybody. Right. But he will learn that as he grows older. And one of the big messages that came through because of the the rant going viral Mm. was, this has happened to me, this is happening to my child, this has happened Mm. all our lives, I'm now an autistic adult and I'm still scarred from being Mm. excluded because I knew I was being excluded. Mm. And that's not good enough. Yeah. That's Mm. not good enough. Um, We're all in a position to be a little bit more inclusive. Well, I, that, that's the reason why I said, like, I, I was just struggling for my, like, listening to you talk, you know, eloquently about it is that I, I, I as I said, when I said I, I was struggling to come up with a reason, it's like, it's almost like, you know, your brain starts heading towards this idea of like your kids like a troublemaker or something, yeah. you know, it's like the sort of putting them on that same level. And I think yeah. that kind of reinforces the discriminatory aspect of it. And I think the most, the most powerful point you made is about when people are fearful of things because that got me to remind me of situations I've been in yeah. when I've like, you know, because bipolar disorder being an emotional disorder can lead to you being very frustrated and angry yeah. and people misconstrue that as being angry at them yes um and you know i i try very hard to let people know that it's not them but then as you say if they are sensitive or they think that it's too much society has a very good way of sort of pigeonholing that and going i choose not to deal with that yeah. and put you in a box and i think you know that that that's 
as a parent, I think you you know you deserve a huge amount of praise because of the fact that you're you're basically breaking them barriers down for the sake of your son. Yeah. Um, I think that's and and also I I think as well from a society point of view, you were quite right in saying it's not good enough in terms of that we all should take an example of that and actually realize that like you know we're in a roundabout way responsible for that yeah um because there's some there must be some sort of reinforcement that that's acceptable behavior yeah um so it's people like yourself who providing a voice and saying and just go no i'm not prepared to accept that for my son and i completely understand your frustration because it seems when i because you said before like twitter social media does great things so i keep my ear to the ground what goes on and when autism puts, is put out there in the, sort of the whole stratosphere things, it's always in this kind of weird way where, oh, where it's a debate about, you know, screaming kids in restaurants and that kind of thing. And then, yes. and I just think, come on, there's a better way to approach that. it than that. You know what yeah. I mean? Is that, is that something you would have noticed, obviously? Yeah, yeah it is. that's the story that you see time and yeah. time again about the child having a meltdown in, in a supermarkets, restaurant restaurants. And, and, and yeah. I mean, to be honest, most autistic parents will tell you they'll try, I try my best not to take Riley into those situations. Mm -hmm. So if you're wondering, should I invite them, should I not? Mm -hmm. Ask me. Mm -hmm. I can give you a good idea whether Riley's going to be comfortable in the situation, whether he's going to enjoy the situation. Mm -hmm. If he's not, we're not going to put him in that. It's so strange. Yeah, that's so strange. We need him. It's a Mm -hmm. life skill being able to mix Mm -hmm. with others. He's going to have to do that when I'm gone. My, yeah, yeah. my biggest fear, this is what keeps me awake every single night. I, I wrote a blog post about it called Grim, and it's about what happens when I die. Yeah, what yeah. happens to Riley? What's his situation? He may be? never be verbal, he may never work, he may never have a family of his own. I say may. He yeah. probably will. Yeah. But, you know, it's your biggest fears when you're lying in bed. So, worry you know, about, that's the so, time it's going to make a lot, yeah. I would say, like, to, 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 to justify that is that I imagine you, you know, most parents are like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. speaking from my own parents, is that, like, you know, that my mom, I'm 30 and my mom still worries what I'm doing. Yes. So, you know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but you're right, though. I mean, because of the fact he has, you know, a unique situation, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I'm just curious, is because I guess, you know, people listening to this will want to know, because if they have not, particularly if they've not read about it yeah. is like what's been the the feedback overall yeah, how far you know the post went and what invites have you had um it went worldwide we've had party invitations from all over yeah. the world and um, some from famous people um cool. kirstie alley from cheers and look right. who's talking oh, well. yeah, dog Ali, the bounty yeah. hunter right i love that party. show i love that show <laughs> um i was good to define i didn't need divorce that blonde lass i'm know. pretty certain he did sorry this is a random <laughs> random, <laughs> random, random bit of random bit of trivia have you ever seen the show <laughs> no, it's a great show um it basically like bounty hunters that go around and this is a bounty on somebody they go around and like sort of arrest them and he's like this got big long blonde hair and he's like a little lion he's sort of similar to me i guess um and uh and he's got this really like you know blonde bombshell of a of a of a wife who's got like a real mouth on her. She just screams at people. <laughs> and uh, apparently, I found out like I think they got divorced or something not oh, too okay. long ago. But anyway, I think um, James Woods as well. All right, he's quite a high profile. Uh, yeah, James Woods. I was going to say Kirsty Alley. Was she the? Um, she is. Yeah, was she the? Um, trying to think what else she Star was Trek in. Star Trek as well. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking was she the? She was the Romul uh, the um, Vulcan. Yeah, the because uh, I'm pretty certain she came out. She came out recently about the sex scandal, and because oh, she right. she made a really good point about that, okay. um, maybe something we could bring up later in okay. the show. Because okay. um, she made a really good point of, um, 
basically just because all the um uh, uh what's the word um allegations that's what i'm mm-hmm. after all the allegations that have been coming out this is something that i i mentioned on my own podcast is that you know it's always about sort of pigeonholing guys i guess this is a very good point in terms of the discriminatory aspect we're talking about with your case yeah. um is something i was finding a bit sort of threatening is that people are very much willing to jump on the bandwagon to say like typical guys typical guys and the behavior that don't know how to behave and all these little nitpicking like situations that are not even remotely on the level of the stuff that's happened yeah. and then basically saying and then she came out and said i've seen plenty of cases of women behaving exactly the same way in hollywood yeah um try to get their own way um so it's a li- it's it's because it's started that way that it's escalated to that far and you know i think the original point's kind of being screwed in that but i mean the reason i'm bringing that up is just again like we were talking is that um it's it's how individuals treat and in, treat other people is yeah, exactly. treat, is is the is the crux of the point we're making mm-hmm. um so i'm really pleased to hear that it's got like you know because as you said like just to, to go back to it do, were you you said you were shocked about the reaction because i mean it was just a rant wasn't it it wasn't meant to go it anywhere was. Yeah. i mean i just copied it to twitter because like i see i write riley's blog and i like we do have quite a few i've got a few followers on there and i thought they'll understand where yeah. i'm coming from mm-hmm. how it actually went viral i'm still not sure mm-hmm. i don't Just know probably who someone retweeted, retweeted it, it yeah but it kind of blew up but mm-hmm. i mean we had some awful comments on from the lad bible the lad bible wanted to run oh the story God. but uh. you can imagine the type of comments <laughs> oh we had on yeah, those posts and yeah. um, they were horrific but you know i did read a few of them and then i actually stopped reading them because yeah. i thought you know you can't yeah. educate stupid Some, you've yeah. just got it kind of and i know most of them are just trolls anyway yes so it's kind of let's Great move thing. away you, from that you can't educate stupid but the positive is outweighed the negative by a long by time, a yeah. long way but yeah. some of the things that i've read are absolutely heartbreaking yeah. you know you've got um children under 10 who are suicidal because of exclusion mm-hmm. how how can that be okay mm-hmm. you know and it was debated in the houses of commons the other day the um, there was a few when i say a few mps turned mm-hmm. up to debate autism and suicide mm-hmm. autistic people are nine times more likely mm-hmm. to kill themselves wow. autistic people die on average 16 years earlier wow. than neurotypicals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to be doing something about this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the way to, to summarise this, because we were a bit over time, but it's fine, um, is um, uh, there was something we talked about when we were just chatting to you before the show started, and I think, like, I wanted you to, to bring this up. Yeah. Because you said, because um, we were just talking about the show, and we write, obviously, we write down, me and Ricky were preparing what we were going to do for the show, just last minute stuff. And we, we I was talking to you in the cafeteria just outside, and you said, like, wouldn't it be great if we were in a situation where like we we could be more open and you know talk about these things and be do you think like is that kind of the hope with what your you know viral story ended up doing is that that it you hope it leads to a i mean it clearly did that it got people talking about it but do you think like maybe it encouraged people who may may have been you know sort of not treating people with autism the right way or any mental health 
to maybe think twice about what how they behaved and that is that it's kind definitely of the point done that. yeah i mean my whole point of the blog is for people to stop being so judgmental yeah stop judging other mm. people you don't know the backstory mm. and that's kind of i think people have started to look and go hang on that kid's kicking off in asda you know what a terrible parent this that yeah, people yeah. are thinking twice is there something more to that situation yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and you know it's from being educated via mm-hmm. what happened with that with that rant mm. and i think that i think a really good point about that as well and I, I, this happens in my life is um when you in the one percent situation where you maybe lose your temper in a public area yeah someone's more than willing to say that you like that all the time yes um and i that that's something that literally ironically drives me crazy because i i've been in situations like that where there's people who know you very very well they see you in the worst situation of your your mental health or whatever you're you're struggling with and they just apply that to say like I used to, I had people I guess this is a discriminatory thing and they argue that they they're being nice to you which I think is the most crazy aspect of it mm-hmm. when they when they go oh I always like knew you were going to be like this like as in you've been acting the entire time and they're just waiting for you to explode because yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I'm one of these annoying the sort of annoying people to these people who actually are upfront about their condition yeah you know and so when you tell them that honestly and go i have bipolar disorder i mean it's just part of my life i deal with it it's part of my good qualities as well um but they're very easy to once they saw a negative thing to go oh he's always like that i knew he's just he's like waiting to explode yeah and i just think that's the that's the hard part and i imagine is it the is that the same for your son like just yeah, the worry of that he's going to do something weird and they don't they like don't know what to do or something that comes back to the fear yeah, doesn't yeah, it? yeah you know like is Riley going to wreck the party actually he's going to dance to Gangnam style <laughs> the worst thing he's going to do is try and open the present you know and you know we can deal with that there's things you can put in place yeah. just move the presents when people bring them in yeah. he's not gonna you know he's not violent or yeah. well that's what I mean that 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 yeah. that, that, that is honestly when i was listening to your talk is that um it seemed to me like that that's what they were sort of tarnishing your son a lot of these things can be nipped in the bud if you just talked in the beginning and just yeah yeah yeah. ask me yeah (laughs) i know yeah instead of just making that decision for you and your son yeah that's that's the worst part about it is just assuming it's okay but when you you were talking there about being more open with your problems i posted a a post on facebook the other day and this is about ocd which i've suffered from Mm. for years and i'm not talking you know i don't wash my hands constantly i have intrusive thoughts and things like that i've dealt with them for years Mm -hmm. and i posted a thing on facebook and it basically what it was was said like i sometimes have the fear to that I might jump off a bridge or I might jump out of a window or I might do this, I might do that. The amount of comments underneath it that said, oh my God, I thought I was the only person who thought that. Mm. And I thought I was a freak. I Mm. thought I was a danger to myself. Mm. All of these comments, just because somebody opened up that conversation Mm -hmm. and they would have not understood what it was, Mm -hmm. not understood that it's really common. Mm -hmm. Um, And that in itself helped a lot of people. So it's just just talk more. Yeah, we were talking about, um, maybe we might bring this up later, um, because I watched a very powerful thing about footballers. Um, There was a football program about depression that came out a couple of weeks ago and it was ex-footballers talking about what they dealt with and one of the footballers talked about when he came out and said how difficult it was and he said money and fame and stuff means nothing it's irrelevant to how depression uh, attacks you 
And you got people like says the people coming up to the street going, "Thank you for saying that. I didn't realize someone like you could have it, and yeah. I had it, and I was." And it it goes back to like it, I guess the real powerful thing that we need to address here is that when we say about fear, there's also the fear of actually the opposite fear of that the people who are going through it are terrified of letting people know what they're yeah. going through. And I think that's that's the the key point mm-hmm. is that the people who are fearful in an ignorant way are, are having more of a voice than the people who are fearful about what they're yeah. going through. And I yeah. think that's that needs to change. Um, so I guess, like, um, we talked to you longer than I expected, but it was, uh, you know, it's well worth it. Um, so finally, I guess, because we do this with every guest we have on, is, uh, we're, you know, because we mentioned the article and where you can find it. So do you want to let people I was gonna, know? Well, I was just going to suggest for people um, who want to read the original rant, you can find it on your, on your Facebook, Twitter. But also, yes. you refer back if you can listen to all the previous shows when I read it out on air, so we can refer to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, edited version. <laughs> the edited version. Yeah, the Life of Riley blog. Yes. That's, yeah. You can find that's anything that's yes. Riley related on there, including the rants and So, what is it? What's the webpage? Is it just um, lifeofriley.com or something? The lifeofriley.org. Dot org. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. Or awesome. Twitter Sorry. address as well, yeah? Um, the life of Riley S. <laughs> there you go. And just very quickly, are you saying about the play and the crowdfunding? Do you want yes. To oh yes, yeah. yeah please we do. have um, from the blog. Um, a friend of mine adapted it and wrote a play. Um, some of them are my experiences. Some of her, her mm-hmm. son's experiences. Some of them are my, are my nephew's experience. All autistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very honest. It's gritty. It's funny, um, and it kind of shines a spotlight on people who are judgmental people who are failing autistic people um it's quite hard hitting it it's on at the northern stage in march all right i like northern i like northern stage a lot it's a great venue. we want to do some more outreach that might be something yeah we should maybe yeah. when when is it happening march the 16th right, right. we'll try and, and remember that we should try and come to it mm-hmm. we shoot a pilot um, for the life of riley film that's cool. in february and that's think i daniel blake yeah yeah but How we've referenced that all the time on the yeah, show. Because, yeah, because it's power one. Yeah. Like I say again, dark, gritty, humorous, yeah. hmm. but honest and kind of letting people know how it really is because it is difficult to get the right education, mm-hmm. to get the right help. That's something, uh, just very quickly, we should... We should ask you that's that's a that's something actually i should have should have should have said earlier is like because we always go on about like it it comes across as that it that it's difficult to be you know riley's parents but i'm assuming because every mental health or anything like that yeah. has a positive side like oh, you know so I, I would like you to <laughs> mention that Riley's awesome yeah um he's very he's really loving yeah um a lot of people have these preconceived notions about autism you know they don't autistic people never look at you in the eye you know they don't hug and you know that's that's not not true with riley you know um he has an awesome memory like a photographic memory he likes to um he likes to google bus registration numbers that he's seen during the day have a look at the buses (laughs) again just think and i mean i'm literally talking about hundreds and hundreds of registration numbers yeah um he's an awesome kid you know he's great fun but he does have these sensory issues, yeah. Um, and you, there's no getting away from them. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to make his life. He needs to know he's loved. He needs to know he's okay. He needs to know that we accept him exactly as he is. And he needs the chance to get, a, you know, the same opportunities as exactly. everybody else. That's yeah, really that's the crux it. of it. Yeah. Great. So as I said, lifeofriley.org. 
um, is where you can find all the information that we just touched on. So thank you so much for coming in. We were really excited to have you on. So and I said we better let you go because you got to get to go go. So um, uh, we need to take a break as well. So huge thank you to Christine thank you. Uh, thank you for coming much. on. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously we're going to take a break now, guys. Here on Spice FM. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome. So uh, yeah, we'll try and get to that March yeah, thing if that's do. okay. We'll try, try and uh, come to it if that's okay. And you're welcome to come um, on again. Yes, that'd that be is. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Right, uh, we're going to take a break now, and uh, Ian Driver's coming up next. Yeah, uh, we just saw him outside. Yeah, some with the coffee, and he's like, "Hello." Um, so we're going to play the ads now. Sorry, Spice, for the delay, but we've, I, I was like, "It's a good interview." I'm sure I'll understand. Um, so we're going to play that, and we're going to play "Do You Know It's Christmas" band aid. I thought that sounds cool. Haven't listened, haven't heard it for a while, and we're right back on Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Welcome to your Community Announcement Answer Machine. To broadcast your Community Announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call 0191273988. Select Option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Spice FM 98.8 FM Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light And we vanish it And in our world Of plenty We can spread a smile of joy Throw your arms around the world At Christmas time
hear your footsteps saying that you'll be coming home for Christmas. Please say you won't forget me. That every moment's empty, but only till you're coming home for Christmas. If only I had wings, then I would fly to you through all the snowy weather. We'd be together. No one makes me feel the way you do. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Spice FM ninety eight point eight FM. You're listening to Mentally Sound. Thank you so much for joining us on the eighth of December. Um, huge thank you to Christine there, who was talking obviously about her autistic child Riley. And I do encourage you guys to go to the Life of Riley dot uh, org website that she just mentioned because like like we touched on in the earlier episode we we talked about that um going viral that rant that she talked about um ricky just t- stepped out to get ian so we're going to obviously talk to him in a second um but as i say a huge thank you we should mention as well because i know spice got me to do this if you want to contact the radio station you can do so at studio at spicefm.co.uk is the email um you can go to www.spicefm.co.uk or you can text 80039 and type the word spice uh, and you can contact us that way. Um, for, in terms of individually, um, I'm at geek underscore apocalypse on Twitter, at vivid ricky. Is that vivid ricky, right? Yeah. Um, and um, and uh, at underscore mentally sound is uh, is the the show's uh, Twitter handle. And if you want to listen to previous shows, if this is your first time listening, obviously we do this live on Spice. Obviously you listen to it now. Uh, but we also release every past episode as a podcast, which if you type into uh, iTunes. Uh, we we should maybe think about putting it in other areas, but it's currently just iTunes. If you type in mentally sound, you'll find uh, every episode we've done. I think we're up to like twenty three, twenty two, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you'll find all the previous shows that we just touched on, like you know the the award shows and all that kind of thing. So uh, feel free to uh, have a look and maybe you know spend some weekends listening. Um, but anyway, uh, that was me just procrastinating until Ricky got back with Ian. Um, so let's see, um, Ian, who's been on before. Um, so obviously back to talk about uh, all whole host of different things. So Ian, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Well, not hey, happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you look flustered. Flustered. <laughs> well, I took a, a cup of coffee. My old days was two pound thirty for a cup of coffee. You can go to the pound shop and buy two jars. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I've never seen him. Uh, like what was funny is I saw him. I saw him walk out, uh, walk uh, like past the studio, and he's like, I've never seen a man look so happy to have a cup of coffee in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. You're like, ah. It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't drink every bit of it. I know, yeah. I'd get a sponge. Savour it. Savour every moment. Savour yeah. it, yes. Every, every... Um, but I guess so, since you've last been on, I'm trying, was it, was it the May show, wasn't it? Uh, when were you last on? Um, it was May show. Was yeah. it the May yeah, show? That, May, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been a while. So I guess what have you been up to since then? Oh, we're doing we're doing really well. We're uh, we're getting two contracts with um, with with two colleges with South Tyneside College and New College of Durham. So we're offer the unemployed uh, free free training courses. That means anything from uh, which I've got, I've got loads of friends in the Indian community over on Ocean Road go, oh, lovely free food <laughs> hygiene courses. <Well. laughs> <laughs> all, all naturally recognised by the environmental health. There's health and safety. There's manual handling, first aid. Mm-hmm. There's a whole, there's a whole load of them as well. All so, fully funded for employed and unemployed. Right. For those who don't know about Veterans Response, yes. if you hadn't listened to the last show, give us a, give us an introduction. Veterans Response has been going for about four years now. Um, started off in memory of me, my father, and my brother, who, long, who, who are no longer with us. Um, was set up as a sort of a, a catch net because it was quite when my brother and father um, passed away. There was no sort of anywhere to go basically it was very much if you're, if you're on the forces yes there was in one they were just sort of cast away so I've said veteran response up in their memory and we've got we've done really well we've got a massive massive uh, uh, following on veteran response and we've joined up with loads of groups I mean I, I run vet forces online the, the, which all the northeast areas south, south which is the uh, the Durham the Tyne and Weir and all the different areas as well mm-hmm. Um, we're linking in with other uh, military groups. We help with. Um, we've just started, which is those who like uh, Greg's pasties <laughs> and pies. We get inundated with their uh, donations. Other other pasty companies are. Other pasties, I'm sure, <laughs> but they don't taste the same. Dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah, we know. We might get a free sausage roll. <laughs> oh, like, oh, like, well, um, um, so we'll there is a branch over the road if you're listening. <laughs> so they, they, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be there after the show. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get quite a few donations off them, and we'll get quite a few veterans who's literally proud wouldn't won't ask for anything. So we'll give them obviously bread, fresh bread, pasties, pies. Uh, sticky buns, cakes, and all mm. sorts as well. We've had families got nothing in the cupboards because they've been suspended from the job centre because they didn't meet the criteria. Yeah. And there you go, a pasty yeah. sandwiches, pies. There you go, not a problem. That's nice. Oh, wow. So okay. we do that yeah. uh-huh. as well as housing. We're, no, we're linked with a um, number of companies. We've got Bellevue Properties over in um, Gateshead. Mm-hmm. We've got um, home housing. A few other ones as well. Which we any veteran who's found themselves either on the streets or literally needing help um we've got obviously with the landlords there's no bond no administration fees get them get them in a house all nice and warm and uh, if we can generally we'll do we'll get a kit out of furniture as well that's awesome so it's I mean, not bad we're doing all right yeah, i know yeah that's and it's just that's such a, an amazing thing to do yeah. because you know i mean we've had we've had sort of well i mean we've had a soldier on before an actual uh, sort of ex-soldier and we've talked we've certainly talked about it on the show before quite a bit and um it's the, the thing that i find baffling and if you watch any sort of documentaries about this kind of thing i mean it's baffling that even in this day and age that veterans are not given the proper treatment they deserve and i guess like that leads to a, a point of like do you, I mean, what's your view since you... I mean, I'm quite intrigued because you said it's been going four years, right? been going four years now. Uh, like, what do you think... I mean, how do you think it's changed over that period of time? Do you think well, it's got better? It's just getting worse, to be fair. Okay. When oh. you sort of leave the armed forces and you're in married accommodation, you're literally told, right, that's it, don't, well, there you go, literally two weeks and you're out. Yeah. 
And in, in the old forces, they'll hear me saying this, but what the hey. If it's um, true, who cares? True, it's true, who cares? <laughs> yeah. But it is true. Um, yeah. They're the sort of be told, okay, what you will do, tip me multi talk, you will report to the council, they will present you with the council house, and you will and say, oh, oh, the hell told you that. No, they don't. You've got to go on the bidding system. Now, all the councils, they do this as well. <laughs> you only class as a veteran, a veteran uh-huh. right, if you are within five years of service. Right. Right after five years, you just classes in an average civilian, and you go back to the the back of the lane. A veteran is a veteran. So what they're saying is, anybody in World War Two is not a veteran. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Cause no, veteran... no. So we're going like, hold on. <laughs> veteran so... means just that. That's the really dumb way so of could, looking at the word veteran. You to it, you know, for literally months. Yeah. And you come back scored. Yeah, yeah. Over well, here, uh, and your classes it. A veteran is how lot like. Five. Yeah, yeah. A it? veteran is just the how the experience of what you've done. So as as you quite rightly say, imagine being someone who's like been in the armed forces for thirty years and then finds that like just because they've not been battling battling yeah, for yeah. five years that suddenly they're no longer well, regarded as a veteran who, who, do, who the, who well, the heck are them to decide to do that what <laughs> is, once you left your own forces and you've left your own forces more than five years mm-hmm. you were not you were not classed as a priority housing right. class, they will go and put you back you're like hold on i've done 25 years yeah and we're not talking just the, the you know we do have to go british citizens we've got I mean, we've got guys who are the sea communities fought for our country, and the communities mm. fought for our country. It's yeah. not just our country, it's their country as well. Mm. So, brothers and sisters, we stand together, we'll fight together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple as. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, well, that reinforces that what you're doing is such an important thing. Well, mm. it is. We've, 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 we've got a... We've still got the Justin Northumberland on board. She's our, she's our patron. Um, Great. You're also working with, um, I know it's on your website, Anxious Minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. what's uh, well, how did that come about? How did that relationship? They, they approached us. <laughs> did they? Right? Yeah, okay. we've got we've got a, a number of um, PTSD groups. We've mm-hmm. got uh, affordable therapy, which is which is a uh, based in Durham, where veterans are ease and where obviously anxious minds as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. we'll give people opportunity to go various whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Often they'll come to me. I say, listen, I am not a therapist. Listen, get me quite clear. But if you need help, we'll talk to each other. And I'm. I'm getting used to what sort of symptoms they sort of creep on. Yeah. Um, and I say, listen, um, you need to sp- you need to speak to somebody. Yeah. Because we watch some uh, people just they come in to talk about something which is does happen. It's co- something completely different. Yeah. And what I love about your site. Say, what I love them. about your site and your work, I think it's you know use the word signpost there, and something we try and you know uh, promote over here. But in terms of signposts, and your website is brilliant because you list all the very relevant. As you see, you, you yourself, you don't class yourself as an expert, but you do direct people, vulnerable people, vulnerable soldiers, veterans, to where they need to be. Yeah. And I think that's 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 What awesome. we do as well, we say, listen, there's no way in hellfire am I going to ring their you know, anxious minds or, or veterans at ease or full minds of fire. I ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. There's only one person going to do that. Guess who it is? <laughs> it ain't me. Yourself. Because yeah. if I make an appointment, guess what's going to happen? You ain't going to turn up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you will ring up from home, but I will ring up in two or three days if you have rang up. Yeah. I don't know why you haven't rang up for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's... Because yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, what you're sort of describing there, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, because I, I, this is something I think anyone with sort of mental health or any sort of you know it, men, mental health issues mm-hmm. um i think unable to be motivated is is a is a real uh, factor hello um just someone waving at us at the studio is that someone we need to just uh, sit down uh sorry Ian, so, um but yeah so as i was saying um as i was saying yeah it, it really like because this is something i struggle with quite regularly is just the the be, 
um, my mental health can really lead to me suffering motivation wise is just as you say literally just picking up the phone and making an appointment is is sometimes like overwhelmingly difficult so it's just nice to have someone like yourself who's actually willing to you know just check that they're doing that and well, provide it is. that it's how I come across as well because I'm yeah. so, so relaxed and, and, yeah. and I come across like ah, then they're often just messages whoa hold on I ain't going to do it because if I do something wrong I'm in for the high jump and say listen no no you need to talk to them you want me there I will, not a problem, but it's no issue with that. I I also it's think, crazy. like, just, just, to, just, to, I think an important point to make as well. I know what how you meant what you said earlier, but like, I, I don't want to, um, you know, under not like, um, undermine like when you said like you get people who go in and just they talk want to talk about something, then they just sprout off something completely different. Like, no, I, oh yeah, I get that, and I know you're saying you're right, is in the need to speak to somebody, but like, what I find because I've been in situations like this is when you're not very well and you're struggling is that just having a consoling ear can make all the difference mm-hmm. to them wanting to get better yeah I, um so i i just want to make that clear that like because i i've been in situations before where some when when you know if you're a person who's struggling and i felt the need to go right i i, I feel like i need to just tell somebody and that can be like just a very like matter of fact like I'm just deciding to do it now thing because I'm able to. So I always want to encourage people who are listening to this, if you're in that situation where someone's wanting to do that, be like a consoling ear j- just for that moment. Because I've seen, I, I, I've, I've been in situations or heard people who go, I don't think I'm able to deal with this. I think you need to speak to somebody more professional. I don't, I don't think that's a very appropriate thing to say like straight away. No, not you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to be clear with that because I, I, I've heard more cases of that than your good soul like yourself who's listening to it and then like because it sounds like you do it the right way where you go, you listen to what they have yeah, to say exactly. and then you go, I'm sorry you've gone through that. Thank you for telling me would you mind if we go through the process of I'm going to get you the help you need? Because I think if you listen to them and they, it, 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 it gain, you gain a trust with them because they know that you're being sincere and then you can go, then you can start going, okay, they feel better for telling you. Now can we go and help you? You know, I've been in situations where I've been around people who are drug users and, you know, if if you don't gain that trust right off the bat and they're revealing that they're struggling and they don't want to do it anymore, you could ruin that feeling, well, you know, by not true. addressing yeah. it. I, I guess that one's just we have like an open door policy, so it's like, you know, come for a, you know, no, I can come for a coffee, not two pound thirty. Free, it's free. No, you must up right. We just oh. like to say that uh, we do not condone. The, we love the Beacon Centre and uh, the thoughts of Ian. We're only having fun. I know, but it's, you're right. I but, know, but you know, so the, I'm not even a coffee tea, drinker. Tea, so, coffee you know. there. I mean, I'm drinking tea with yeah. but it's you know, you can only make proper tea. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the coming for tea, tea, coffee, a bit of a chat, a bit of a laugh, and a lot of people don't understand the veterans uh, <coughs> sense of humour yeah. which, which were pretty sick no no I <laughs> we can always yeah. just rip the rip yeah. the urine B style yeah, yeah. and the sign of love is, is abuse yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, but it breaks all the barriers down. So, Good. so we've got breakfast clubs going. We've got a number yeah. of breakfast clubs going. We've That's great. Coming for breakfast. We've got all sorts going. Uh, but it's it's worked out pretty well. And cool. but when people come for what people forget is when people's been on the front line and they get leave. For instance, uh, whatever front line Afghanistan, whatever's going to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they come back, right? And they're told, yeah, you can have a two week break, mm-hmm. right? And what? So think about it. when you're on the front line, everything's like boom, 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 uh-huh. everything. And then you'll have a break of two weeks. So, oh, let's, your family go, let's go to the network centre. 
Mm-hmm. In your thinking, terrorist, yep. bomb in that bin, what's he looking there for? Where are the exit signs are. Where's so this? Where's yeah. that? Where's yeah. the exit signs? Yeah. Why's he got your phone? Well, also, Why is he looking at me quite for? a loud place to be as well, which I imagine doesn't help oh, as well. Oh, well, not just metal Random noises. Obviously, there's other areas as yeah, well, and out and about. Yeah, yeah. You know, why is this person... Because this person got his whole face covered up. Well, they have to go, oh, they Am I go. right? It's scary. It's scary. Am I right in thinking as well, Ian? Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but my brain just suddenly went, like, thought about a scenario of, do you ever get a situation where if they do have a two-week leave, that they have nowhere to stay? Because it happen. It's, yeah. It, it can happen. It can happen. Normally, you will, when you start getting kitted up, and there's B&Bs and all sorts, we'll try and get them kitted where they can be in a family environment. Yeah. Coming along there. We'll get them along to the breakfast club. Yeah. And just... Yeah, because I yeah. imagine, like, you know, if they've gone away for a long tour of duty and they get two weeks off, they could be in a situation where they have like, they, they won't have a place to stay or, you know... It's, I, very, I, it's very rare. Yeah. It's, to, be, it's, to be fair, it's very rare, but it's, it's, when we found veterans on the streets, we, we make sure they are veterans. Yeah. Because there is a lot of what the middies out there. Yeah, yeah. Just, I can imagine. And if you're in a desperate situation, you can sort there of There is. I mean, if somebody's really yeah. desperate, we'll, say, yeah. we'll get these authorities look after you, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. people won't give the, the, that, because mm-hmm. purely for veterans, I've got the deal done, but we'll help them out. If, if One can. of the intriguing things from our last interview, Ian, which, yeah. which was, was a, sort of a revelation to, to me and Steve, was that when he talked about, you know, things around like bonfire, bonfire night, how veterans sort of, you know, feel, you know, the oh, trauma yeah. coming back from the sounds yeah, that they react to. But you also said that there is also an undercurrent where a hate crime, it's almost a hate crime where people, they know the veterans of vulnerability where they're sticking fireworks through the letterboxes and stuff. Yeah. Did you hear any more of that this year? With the bon- this year, they were throwing its windows. Um, I put it on another radio station, on the, on the it, it Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was interviewed on that station as well. Same about the exact same thing, fireworks getting set off. And I make a point, listen, see, listen, guys, Fireworks is not just guy folks. Mm-hmm. There's fireworks going off now. I know, yeah. There's fireworks going off for birthdays, <laughs> funerals. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, New, New Year's, Year's Eve coming up. New Year's Eve. That's I've heard, non-stop. to reiterate your point, I think I've heard a firework go off once every two days yeah. for the last two months. Because mm-hmm. pe- I think people use it, bonfire night is like the, the beginning of November. They go, well, well, actually, I think it's like Halloween. Halloween starts it with sparkles and sparklers and everything else, and, and you know, because it's that kind of thing. And then it just, it's just two, two, two solid months of just fireworks. Well, it is. I mean, you as know? I said, the campaign is quite simple. Think vets, not just pets. Yes, mm. because people when the when the fireworks go off, the smell could mm. be the smell of yeah, the, yeah. The, the fire going off. Yeah. Could be smell of a, a body burning. Yeah, right. But uh, to me, when you have thugs though, they're doing that deliberately. I'm surely that should be classed as a hate crime, wouldn't you think? Well, of course it is because think about it. If you, let's let's how how guilty you are. Let's watch your faces while saying no comment. I'll just go. Oh, really? When you were younger and you got fireworks, did you have to stick two or three together with a bit of tape and went, oh. mm, I actually, um, yes. <laughs> I, I, I actually well, didn't. Yeah, I okay. actually did. I generally didn't. I'm not. Um, well, I, I'm, yeah. I've, I've never, I don't get the appeal. Um, People do, I, because I, I they explode, yeah. they can blow things. Oh, I get, I I get, when I, I was in India and we went through Diwali, it was the kind of thing the kids yeah. did, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, just for me, like, I know Ricky, me and Mickey have talked about this privately, it's just like, I, I've never understood the appeal. Like, what me and, what my parents used to do for bonfire night, we actually had a bonfire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was the funnest thing. Like, I the only thing I ever got given as a kid, and I was more than content with sparklers. But what about the, the image of a bonfire, that in yeah. itself, the fire and everything, yeah, yeah. even, right, even, even in an image? Way, what if people? What if people? What, what's been found in, in, in fires? Both from the hedgehogs. Obviously, you've got to claim extra hedgehogs on in, but people put aerosols in. Yeah. 
Oh God, yeah, can't. And oh, they just yeah. boom, oh, explode. Yeah. E- idiots, yeah. And you've been pushing your entire. Let's maybe fear that. Idiots. Idiots. I'm trying to be. Oh, nice. you're speaking the Scottish now. <laughs> hey, why you think you're playing it? I know, yeah. You're thinking of who I'll get this You can't. You can't win, can you? Um, but no, in all seriousness, like Ian, like yeah, I, I, we talked about this obviously because on the November show we did, uh, we talked about Bonfire Night because uh, we did a podcast together where yeah. we actually talked we about talked it. About that, yeah. And one of the things I talked about on that uh, was also the fact that um, uh, just wondered we has just popped up on the screen. Hang on, uh, don't know what that is. Anyway, um, but yeah, so we I talked about I watched a, a documentary on Netflix called World War Two in Color, and it's it's a fantastic documentary. And I I struggled to say positive things about it because obviously it's about a terrible subject. But my point was I'd been watching quite a lot of episodes of that, and it talks about World War Two, and it's got original footage in it, so it really kind of tells you in as best detail without being there what it was like. And my point is when I watched that, it had obviously when I say original footage, it had the original sounds and the noises, and it was around the time of bonfire night and i said to ricky like i can't tell you how accurate uh fireworks sound mm-hmm. to the sound of like an air raid siren so or no yeah or like planes going past or something you know like spitfires or something it, it i was freaked out like i was freaked out and it's i'm not pretty, even i've not even been yeah. to war like what, you know what i said from was well i mean it was a hundred and fifty thousand signatures we got mm-hmm. right of our campaign to parliament and parliament said no it's fine because our campaign was that fireworks should be for displays only. I agree wholeheartedly. Because people will throw them through letterboxes, will just them off the street, throw them each other. It's in the end, they're explosive. You, yep. tie quite a few together, put one wheelie bend, which they do. Oh, no. Set wheelie bends on fire. Oh, there's people who have firemen done... come along, yeah. and then they start throwing stones at firemen. Oh, there's people who are doing wheelie things, with the, like the, 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 you know, wrap them around each other and all this kind of I've heard so many you know you always hear the, the worst ones because the papers will pick them up but like yeah, you know you hear yeah, yeah but like there's really awful ones anyway we're really pushed for timing because no uh, but, um, get I, I, I just wanted no I didn't mean that as in like <laughs> yeah go away Ian uh, no I let, meant let go of us please this yeah, is ridiculous yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas and yeah, all yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but go away oh, um, oh, oh. Yeah. no but no the reason I said that is I want to make sure like um, have you got anything coming up that you want to let people know about is there anything you want to just on the, on the on the food bank say we've got a number of events obviously which is next year we've got all the on force events we've got coming Great. up mm-hmm. uh, we've got a big rock festival on as well happening we've mm-hmm. got tribute bands we've got ACDC uh, we've got um Alice Cooper's Nightmares, Madness and a couple of other ones as That's well. Great, so right? take it. so it's, it's quite simple typical army stuff mm-hmm. beer food fun fair sounds good drink sounds sleep good. remind <laughs> us of the <laughs> online address where they'd find all that information on it's www.veteransresponse.com Brilliant. So go and check that out for on any events that's happening next year. And huge thank you to Ian for coming on. Thank you for uh, Merry Christmas, like uh, like uh, Rick, yeah. Rick said. Yeah. And uh, you're Merry welcome Christmas. back. And you're welcome back anytime. And just continue the good work, like I told you last time you're on. Yeah. Like I think you do an amazing thing for something that you know people should spend way more attention on. The website is you awesome. Like yeah, the yeah. Furniture shop. I checked that out. And I was like, that wow, yeah, yes. brilliant. Oh, great. Furniture. Well, we've got trustees on board with former SES, yeah. former, you know, good old soldiers on their board. I know, for well. four years, you seem like you've like really progressed. We've, we've, you know? we've done it. We've I know, done it. yeah. We don't just see it, we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, you know, for someone who set it up, you know. I mean, good for you. 
So keep up the good work. Thank you very much. No worries. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and all that. And we'll speak to you soon, Ian. Right. Um, uh, no worries. Uh, so right, what we're going to do now is play some ads. Sorry, Spice, we're a bit late for the ads, but that's fine. Uh, so we're going to play some ads now because we're just past the hour. And then we're going to play Fairy Tale in New York by uh, Christy McCall. And uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back um, with mental, possibly mental health news or another guest. We're not quite sure. As we said, we're going to be here for an extra hour. So we're on until three o'clock for those that are listening for the first time. So I'm glad you could join us. So we'll be right back uh, in the studio with Ricky and I right after these messages sick of the same old radio sound <sighs> then you need vibrant radio spice up your life spice fm 98.8 fm main nikla o gaddi leke if you've been refused car credit then come and see our finance team at wefinanceyouformore.com call Jesse on 0800 917 visit our Scottsdale Road showroom or log on at wefinanceyouformore.com Assalamu alaikum, I am Faisali Faiz Kawal, Pakistan Lahore. Se. Muslim charity Pesh Katehe, Faisali Faiz Kawal, Arehe Apke Sheherme, Peer Yara December Ko, Newcastle Civic Center Me, Tickets 10 pounds, Food Available to Buy, Tickets Kilie, Faisali Faiz.com. Misna Kiliega, Yemaka, Barba Mimina, Yapitan Kare, O207, Wonderful Zero, AsianWeddingPackage.com brings you the 5K Wedding, a complete wedding package for an unbelievable £5,000. Venue, staff, properly cutlery and glassware, catering by renowned caterers, soft drinks, chair covers, table centers, wedding stage, DJ and doll drummer or photographer. Also included is full organization management by our expert events team, so you don't have the hassle. Come as a guest, leave as a guest. The 5K Wedding, a full Asian wedding package for an unbelievable £5,000. This is a very, very special limited offer and subject to availability. Call now on 0191 or log on at AsianWeddingPackage.com or search us out on Facebook, Asian Wedding Package. It's Red Hot Radio. Spice FM 98.8 FM. It was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. An old man said to me, 
Hello everybody and welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. I'm your host Mr. Stephen Hesse, obviously with Ricky Thamon. Huge thank you to Ian uh, and to Christine for being our first two guests in the first hour. Yeah, got yeah, it flew by as well. Like I think this is weird that like I I have to keep reminding ourselves that we have a, an extra hour that we're doing because mm-hmm. like we we would be like two thirds done now, <laughs> we're only halfway through, and it's like and I'm going wow, like, I don't know why this is, but for whatever sure, reason it just feels by. really lot it, it and they feel... will say that you know if you're enjoying yourself time just flies I don't know what yeah yeah it honestly feels like me which is a good thing because uh, you know I'm not re- remotely tired it honestly feels like we've just done the intro yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it feels like we've done like yeah. 10 minutes or yeah. something it's weird yeah. anyway well obviously I was, as you say hopefully that's a good sign that mm-hmm. like you know that um, uh, uh, certainly the, the conversation we've been having have been, been incredibly interesting yeah I'm so pleased Christine decided to come in particular I know Ian's been on before, but like that was a really interesting mm. conversation about autism. Because a few that... months ago, we wouldn't have heard about her. Or, yeah. Or the, the, the pa- and as I say, we do knock social media every now and again, but that's a great example of yep. social media actually yep. doing something good. It's a um, good story, yeah. And, um, you know, th- th- there are some good people out there. So, you know, positive thoughts on the Christmas period, even though I was just slagging off Christmas during the break, <laughs> saying how much I hate it. Um, well, I have walked screen. into there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is depressing. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Just me going, I hate this time of year. This is really I was out there full of joyful spirit. I walked into this I know. Yeah. yeah, Ricky's coming in dancing, going like, it's Christmas time. And I'm like, oh, here Christmas, when it's really... <laughs> well, you know. Uh, that you know, uh, I I do as I said I do believe in the Christmas spirit and that and being around people you love and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just think it's overdone. It's overdone with all the commercial stuff. But there you go. Mm-hmm. The the solution is do what I do, not have a TV license and don't watch TV, which is what I don't do. Um, that way, like you know, just took your soapbox under the studio, <laughs> under the studio table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's just it, like an old. Ah, I agree. I no, it's all serious. Like when I go to the pool with my mates and I see, like you know, because I know there's been all this. Uh, maybe you can reinforce this with me. But some problem with some Christmas adverts. There's been um, uh, there's been some sort of controversy about something. I think oh. was, I think it was Iceland's one, maybe something like that. Where uh, didn't they have like a, a was Muslim? One where there was Did a they have Muslim, Muslim family? Um, what was wrong with it? Was, well, because they were getting chicken. Just thought that they shouldn't be involved. It's not their kind of religion. Yeah. It was unfair. I don't know. Like, you know. I happy, find that happy. a little. Do you not yeah, find that a little nitpicky? Happy holidays. It means uniting everybody. Yeah. Do you not find that a little nitpicky? Yeah. Like you know. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah. So anyway, my point is, is that I was looking at these, going, "I'm so pleased. I don't have to see any of these adverts. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't. I literally can't comment because I'm not seeing them anyway. <laughs> anyway." Cool. Uh, so our next guest is here. We, um, I should have said this at the uh, opening of the show, but we've got a really jam-packed show today. So uh, what we're going to do, uh, we just we figured this out in the break. Ricky and I were just talking about, we usually do mental health news at this time. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do, because we have an extra hour, we're on until 3 p.m. So just, second, um, yeah. We're going to do it at the start at 2 o'clock okay. uh, on the, for the, the start of this extra hour, basically. So we're moving that to there. So those who listen to the show regularly, um, we're going to do it an hour later, basically. Mm-hmm. So we can talk to the lovely Sharon. Hello, hello Sharon. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Where's my mince pie then? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, another one. <laughs> another one made me feel bad. Um, I've got a carrot. <laughs> that made that's uh... yeah, right off around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just and... pulled out of a snowman. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was because <laughs> I was so angry. I'm like pulling carrots off snowmen. Going, I hear Christmas. Uh, there you go. 
Yeah, I'll take the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with the whiskey. Um, just to anyone who's underage, I don't mean that. <laughs> don't mean that you should do it. anyway. But uh, huge thank you for going on, Sharon. It's been yeah, it. uh, so nice um, yeah. Do you um, do you want to? Because um, you've had a we've had a colleague of yours on before. Yeah, you were just Rhoda touching came on that. last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a few months ago. Um, so that was one of the when I referenced the the show that didn't get recorded. So yes, we've had two thank two you. of those guests back on. And, yes, and correct. Community council and come back on again. It was yes. Rhoda the last time. Yes, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was. So yeah, I mean, uh, would you for those who hadn't listened to that previous show, could you introduce what community council is, the concept behind it all? Um, yeah, we sort of set up to, to provide counselling for sort of areas of unmet need, really, mm-hmm. because we kind of thought, you know, counselling is kind of a bit of a luxury. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure people who don't normally get get to see, you know, to spend an hour talking through things with a counsellor, yeah. um, you know, had the chance. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we were sort of very lucky and we piloted a project for probation, which right. sort of turned into a big project. So we've got lots of um, mm-hmm. lots of people on probation who are getting counselling sort of mm-hmm. around the mm-hmm. Tyneweir area. Mm-hmm. And also we um, sort of applied for a grant from Vera Baird, the, right, yeah. the Police and Crime Commissioner, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was for sort of a, a man's hour project, which sort of is loosely for male victims of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. And uh, sorry, I should say male survivors of right. domestic yeah. uh, mm-hmm. violence or abuse, and it's also been extended a bit, sort of for male victims mm-hmm. of sexual assault mm-hmm. as well. So that's um, another, you know, just trying to I guess sort that's of cope with a taboo that doesn't area. Get discussed about yeah, it's hardly, quite a big yeah. taboo in that yeah. area, and it's quite hard to get people yeah. to come forward. So yeah. that's something that that is growing but mm-hmm. it's kind of slowly but people can self-refer into that or they can refer their right. family that's or... funny isn't it because we were just talking uh one of the guests we had earlier i was just paraphrasing to discrimination is that you know i mean we, we try not to sort of dwell on this too much because it's overly complicated and it's uh it's not necessarily mental health wise but um you know the whole you know the the sexual abuse allegations in hollywood that's yeah, happening yeah. and the fact that it's all over the place and um because kirstie ali got met got um referenced uh, earlier on about um you know she was um big up um she invited the autistic we had autistic parent um right. we had an autistic parent called christine who if i don't know if you saw was on social media she ranted about the fact her child was being discriminated against for not being invited to parties oh, so she yes, wrote a yes. rant on blog so we mm-hmm. had her on she was on the show yeah, yeah. just oh, at brilliant. the beginning mm-hmm. yeah. and um she said that like some famous people asked that to go to events in america and mm-hmm. kirst yally was one and she brought up in regards to the allegations and this is why it's reference yeah, to yeah. what you just said um is that she she was like uh, sticking up for the male the male gender because i'm i've made this comment before is that obviously you know people need to to you know have the the, the courage to speak up and, mm. and and all this kind of thing but what's i think been being under that's been undermined by people just willing to say that it's a male versus female issue yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and something that i'm kind of conscious on being a guy who who I generally believe it's how you're brought up and the values you get given because I've never, you know, done anything like that and I I know how to behave with people and it's not about treating a woman differently and all this kind of thing. It's about treating people with respect in Mm. general. And so I feel like everyone was wanting to crowbar in any little tad thing and saying, oh, typical guy who doesn't know how to behave. And Kirsty Alley's point was saying, I know just as many situations where women have abused guys in Hollywood 
and yeah. that's not being talked about because it's considered taboo and I'm just saying But gender shouldn't the, really be an issue exactly. it should just be domestic it's, violence yeah, it you should. know male on male female on female Well really it's yeah I mean Even, the actual you know anything Yeah because yeah. really the whole crux of what the allegations are all about this is the point I think is completely ignored it's people abusing power mm. is really yeah. what it comes down to and that really comes down to the individual yeah. You know, the individual just realising they're in a situation where they can get away with something mm. and using that as an excuse to do what they did. You know, so that's individual responsibility. It's not, a, as you quite rightly say, a gender thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm assuming this is someone for us. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, th- so yeah, um, I mean, is that one of the reasons that you wanted to set up that system? Because it is a taboo yeah, thing. Yeah, we and felt it, you it, know... was, it was sort of, you know, I know statistically, you know, the proportion is, you know, isn't equal yes. but we just felt it was something that there wasn't really a service you know because mm. there's obviously great services for women mm-hmm. out there and we just thought actually well as simon especially you know kind of just thought actually I really want to start this up so it did take us a while you know to get funding and get get interest but mm-hmm. so it, just, it was he was just very passionate about it yeah, it, yeah. Well, Not I from mean, his own experience just from the experience of being a man i suppose yeah just yeah yeah i know it's something like i remember as we were just talking about that it reminded me of um when i read billy Connolly's book and billy Connolly admitted in that that he got sexually abused by his auntie Mm. and his his wife who's a psychologist has always like said who wrote the biography said she was very annoyed by billy's i mean it was quite you know healthy for him but in a way she felt he was being a little bit in denial because he just like sort of pretends it doesn't ha- it didn't happen mm. which she thinks is not a healthy way of approaching it so i think that got a lot of um attention at the time because yeah. it was like somebody very high profile yeah, yeah. who basically sort of brushed it aside um said it quite candidly but then said that it wasn't a big deal mm. um and i and, and obviously i think people misconstrued that as to say that's how you should treat it yeah um, i don't necessarily think that's true but but some um, people it might take them years to come forward it uh, might be absolutely yeah i think we're realizing now you know the time magazine recently had the me too um survivors on there, oh, so yeah, on there on the cover mm. that's but good. also uh, regarding gender the mm. male survivors um you, the football um industry yeah, they've recently yeah. started to come out from what happened to them in the mm. 70s and 80s and and yeah. Oh yeah, you mean the, co- yeah, yeah. the the coaches? Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, that makes a great deal of sense. Um, so yeah, you got anything to say? Yeah, was, so um, going back to your work, I know it's on on mm. things on your website. You do have something called what was it, self detective? You tell us a bit yeah, more. About, yeah, that's that's a new. We're setting up the website for that. Actually, that's a new project we're mm-hmm. sort of launching, <laughs> which is um, it's more like peer support and group work, yeah. and it's working through different issues as a group i mean we we did it with um some women on probation in sunderland which was mm. really good and we've mm. kind of piloted it in different places like with some patients from gp surgeries but yeah. we really want to kind of roll that out and mm. work with people because it's um it's just giving them the tools really to you know so you're really working with life. in partnership <laughs> with the, the 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 criminal justice system in that sense we've yeah that seems to be yeah. our I was sort of specialism area. I'm not sure why. Well, I suppose <laughs> an unmet it's need. Still a good it thing, was though, an unmet it? Yeah. need. So yeah. 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 So, but obviously, with self detective, we want to sort of roll it out with but everyone. The, but at the minute, we're going to be doing it. One, for people on I understand one operation that's currently going. I, mm. I don't want to talk too much about it in case you know there's there's still issues going on. But the operation in Compass. Am I right in saying that? Mm. And 
Because I think it was just on the news last night that was it we aside women against violence or against domestic highlighting domestic abuse and, and that sort of thing. You've been involved with that? Have you? No, no, not, not directly. Not I mean, we get for for um, for self detective. Um, you know, people are commissioning it like probation service and yes. the CLC, the Community Rehabilitation Company. So we're we're sort of running it with those groups but no we haven't directly been okay. involved in operation compass right. but victims first and people do refer into mm-hmm. our man's hour project so right. you know it might indirectly we might indirectly okay. get people through that yeah that's totally fine <laughs> um i'm just intrigued like for people listening just to clarify exactly what you guys do is it like are you are you 100 percent of people who you get people referred get referred to you or can people like contact yeah, you well, with the get, probation you know? contract people do you get referred by their probation yeah. officers mm-hmm. um we've also we work in some gp surgeries across durham okay. where mm-hmm you know people can self-refer or go to their doctors and refer and also with man's hour people can refer themselves or sometimes family members or right. friends refer people or people just ring up and refer in so slightly a little <laughs> every bit every project's a bit different yeah yeah well it's just the reason i ask is because like this is something we've been quite pushy about promoting is that i, I find that sometimes something as simple as access can be difficult to obtain, like, mm. and and I just think, like, yeah, yeah, you know, because the waiting list, yeah, well, we're really keen on trying to minimise, you know, the waiting time yeah. for people as well. That I knew it was, was going to be my question because do you, do you find yourselves as as part of an additional help or or, or kind of filling in the void that you see there? That, you know, talking about waiting lists yeah. and such. Um, well, I suppose for the Man's Hour project, that's kind of quite. A unique thing. Yeah. So we yeah. we always try and see people within right. a fortnight, to be honest. All right. I mean, we speak to them straight away as soon as they're referred. And then, yeah, yeah we just mm. need to sort of find the venue and mm-hmm. book it. And, you know, right. usually that's quite a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. So the same with them. Um, and talk, G- talking of venues, you were yeah. at Broadacre. Yeah. Now you're at Customs House. Commercial Union Commercial House. Union, sorry. Yeah, on Pilgrim How, Street. How's that going? Yeah, it's good. Going, it's yeah. much smaller than Broadacre, which right. obviously will be very missed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like recovery college mm. you know couldn't fit in there a lot mm. of people who we sort of work together with so mm. which is a shame but they're hopefully going to find somewhere lovely in town as well <laughs> um, so we yeah, shall see but it's, it's short term rent and it's it's well it's you know Just on it's that, empty it, buildings that are a kind of peppercorn yeah, rent is, is it important that you are in the middle of town that people can get access to or is well, the venue not is not um, such well, important. we sort of do counselling in the community as well, so we yeah. do, you so know, go to people. Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do go to people where they are, you know, see them in community buildings mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. a lot of people, you know, even if they're from Sunderland, they might just want to come somewhere else to get the counselling. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. you just want to go to a different area and be yeah. in a different space. Might um, enable them to open up more. Yeah, than being in their maybe. Region. But mm-hmm. also, it, you know, it's it's brilliant mm-hmm. links, isn't it, to transport if you're in the centre of town, so mm-hmm. we can see more people i suppose and good yeah it's mm-hmm. very easy for gateshead and yeah, ever, yeah. well the wider area mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm kind of curious if you don't mind me asking like because no. uh, this, this this is this is often what i i find the most fascinating thing is the choices people make and i'm curious and to ask about you personally in terms of like what encouraged you to end up doing the job that you do like how did you get involved in the first place you know, we're doing Me what you, personally. yeah, doing what you do now. Like, you know, was was it, you know, because like yeah. sometimes when people end up doing the things yeah, that yeah. you do, is that they have like a, a, I'm not necessarily saying this is the case, but like have a a personal a, a personal situation yeah. or, or like something happened. Like we've had counselors on before who said literally that like that partner's that partner was struggling or like a member of the family and realizing yeah. that they need to. Just 
pay more attention to it etc etc mm. so i'm just curious from your point of view like how that how did that start for you yeah well for me actually i'm i should have said at the beginning but i'm not actually a counselor i oh, just right, help okay. run the run the company but um mm-hmm. And so the business it, side, yeah, yeah, I just helped set it up at the okay. beginning, wrote the business plan together with Simon and Rhoda. So I've sort of been in it from the beginning, but I haven't worked in it totally until okay. maybe the last couple of years. All right. So um, just as it's grown, it, we just needed somebody else. But mm-hmm. um, I suppose I've always, well, apart from my last job, I've always wanted to do something kind of worthwhile. I've always worked, I don't know, in the local council or actually I did work at the BBC. But, you know, in documentaries, I felt it was a worthwhile thing. I've always, you know, I've never really worked in the private sector. It's not mm-hmm. not my bag, really. I'm not motivated <laughs> about it. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I've done like parent support work and mentored people on probation and lots of things that have come in to be useful because we do do counselling in schools mm-hmm. as well. So, um, but Simon and Rhoda were doing a person-centred counselling degree together and that's how... They sort of did a project. Actually, that's how it all started with Bright-Eyed and Bushy-Tailed. They were sort of writing up um, a sort of project around starting a counselling service for children. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of just grew from there. And, you know, I think, well, Rhoda still works for Streetwise and different different agencies in Newcastle. But yeah. then it just sort of became Simon. Simon just sort of took over and ran yeah, with yeah. it. And, and he'd worked um, with, well, he'd worked for Shelter for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And he'd worked... For housing associations, so we'd always worked with the same sort of area mm-hmm. of people as well. So that's yeah. how. And then they both became person centered counsellors and wanted to use those skills, you know, as opposed to, you know, there's lots of CBT offerings out there with the NHS and everything, but they really wanted to do the person centered approach. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's a very, and, and as you said, like, you know, with the CBT and the NHS, like, the waiting times are insane and and various other things and you know it might not be necessarily the right course for you like i mean it seems yeah, yeah. we've talked about this before where it's like you know I, I, as someone who has bipolar disorder you know like um i i struggle for a while to to try dbt um because it seems to be a more effective way of dealing mm. with bipolar disorder um or like emotional disorders anyway um cbt seems to be it became like the sort of generic response to helping somebody yeah. as you just go to get to do cbt because it's the only thing they can really offer so it's nice to have alternative yeah, uh, yeah. alternative yeah. therapies and i think um, it just became very big and got bought in yes by nice and yeah you know it's a good point yeah a lot of the other therapies it became like the sidelined a bit i suppose a bit like homeopathy in the normal yeah. health service yeah it? You know, it became kind yeah. of yeah, you're right. It kind of became like became the, uh, wrong, but the, it might not be right for everyone. It kind of became like the it thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, the, yeah like like I joked a couple of shows ago. I was like like Zumba. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked as a uh, social work, like social youth worker. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a, when I first started, like Zumba became the thing, um, because there were like suddenly grant money available. I guess like maybe strictly or something, but kind of were. Uh, so yeah. suddenly, like you know, yeah, people yeah. like myself who have literally no desire to do Zumba, they're all like going, "Well, you've got." all like you know all this experience in this could you do a zumba class by any chance um you know i I used to joke like there's a homeless person on the street who's going in going i need a home and they're going no you need zumba that's what you need you need zumba it's gonna change your life i think think mindfulness Um, is talking over yeah yeah this this year's zumba yeah yeah actually um it's that's funny that because uh i actually saw when i saw my mom the other day she i i was trying to find a phone book and underneath the the phone was a, a book of mindfulness and i had no idea she was even reading about it i'm going to well, get this I was, I was i was babysitting <laughs> last night my, my baby nephew and her, his mum told me that in his nursery class they're already doing a bit of yoga 
You imagine that yoga in nurseries. And yeah, it's perfectly weird. healthy. Yeah. It's perfectly healthy. Yeah. I have nothing necessarily wrong with it. It's, I, I've got necessarily wrong with it in terms of the the practice of it. It's just funny where it's like you know you suddenly go from like never even hearing the word zumba to doing like ten classes a week. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, but there you go. And it's like the solution to everything. Yeah. Uh, there you well, go. CBT doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. Centered might not work. For people who want those clear sort of yeah. steps. Yeah, I mean, what I what I was getting at was quite. I was being quite sincere in that. Just basically, it doesn't apply to some mm. certain conditions. That's all. But it, they yeah, just yeah. it's the go to response yeah, because they want to they want to try and help. So I think it's more um, of a quick limited fix as well, yes. isn't it? CBT. Yeah, mm. it doesn't. Well, sorry, this sounds a bit negative, but you know, it might not. It might just graze the surface rather than go deep. That well. You're literally describing what it did for me because um, I did, I find it quite a sort of like impersonal but like practical approach to Mm. helping you because like there were certain things I picked up that I still use. Like, you know, figure it like um, what I learned was like the the negative blocks, uh, like the you, you stack negativity. And I found through CBT of like working out that I actually contributed to that. So to give an example of that was basically um like if if something if something that happens every, like every now and again and and you apply negativity to it based on your mood so for mm. example if i drop a pen right now mm-hmm. i'm in a particularly good mood so i'd go i've just dropped a pen yeah. whereas if i'm really depressed and i drop a pen it's quite easy for your brain to go and that's why you're a horrible human being mm. and and oh, really exactly all it is and from. really all it is you dropped a yeah. pen yeah. um so cbt teaches you like cognitively how you do that Mm. the process you Mm. go through to do that and sort of stopping yourself from as you quite rightly said the 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 branch of negativity as i call it because it starts snowballing after that if you let that seep Mm. you start then applying it it's going to be a bad day from now on and that's like Um, it's hard to stop and i'm not exactly 100 percent efficient with it but the fact that i became aware that i did that means that i had the process in order to stop well taught me to Um, to get out of that yeah mindset Um, Mm. so it's useful and i'm sure there's lots of really good aspects from all types of counseling and Mm -hmm. if you can use little skills from then good yeah everything as a counselor then Absolutely. Well, good, yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about the bright eyed and bushy tail there? Oh, that's, I know Rhoda, we mentioned yeah. last time. But I, don't I was going to say, I remember, I remember him talking about that, yeah. Yeah, that's a project um, that was kind of enabled by Ballinger Trust, which is okay. a local charitable trust who mm. really wanted to work in schools. And they um, they sort of subsidised it, so the schools paid a sort of minimal amount, and then the next year the schools mm-hmm. paid a little bit more, and then eventually mm-hmm. the schools took up counselling, but... Right. You know, so that's been really good. We're in quite a few schools and but obviously it's a very tricky environment for schools to self fund, you know. Right. Things like counselling. It's you know, in the current environment anyway, it's but it's so been important, mental children's mental schools health. have been receptive, haven't they? Yeah, they've yeah, been really receptive. Yeah. And it's so it's important good. it's just you know, I don't really know the details of the funding, but you know, it's just a hard it's a hard thing for some schools to justify, you know, when they're really struggling just to buy pen and papers. You know, mm-hmm. paper and yeah, pens. Absolutely. Didn't we have a <laughs> Didn't we have a story? I don't know whether it was on this show or, or something like that. But there was a, or maybe it was just in a, a news story I read. Oh no, I think it was here that there was a teacher that we had here who said that they did. They were at a school where the, a music teacher couldn't afford to buy instruments. Mm. So all he was like teaching them was like, you know, they, they were like sharing a triangle amongst thirty children or something. No, they they not. I can't remember what it was, but it was, I'm pretty certain yeah. it was on this show. It might have been a long time ago, but I, that, I remember that resonating with me because it's just basically like, you know, I I I, I, I compared it to like, you know, getting a, a woodworker with it and not giving him wood. 
yeah. to work with and go and like craft as a thing like it, that doesn't make any sense you know i thought you were going to lead on to because is the petition gone to that, that wants to get mental health taught into schools yeah yeah part of the oh we talk about it all the time yeah, yeah. yeah. um and it'd be G- great if it was a gcse and even if they taught people counseling or you know yeah. just, well, just some self-development and mm-hmm. yeah well let's throw the argument to, so we're like, hopefully going to get well, effective into schools yeah That's yeah well, I, 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 I was going to make a joke about that because i'm quite <laughs> i'm quite geeky because when i say said self-detective i started going like I started to think of Dick Tracy. And I don't know if I guess that I don't know if I guess that quote gets that reference, but I just love the idea of us like it's a self help group but you all dress up as different detectives. <laughs> with mats and hats. Yeah, yeah. I like turn <laughs> up. Like, magnifying yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you turn up like one is Sherlock Holmes, one is like you know, goes Columbus. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that would be mat. great. That would be great. I'm I'm on board if that's what they're doing. Yeah, maybe um, we need a dressing up. Yeah, for. yeah. You've inspired nah, me Dick, now. Dick Tracy, like Dick Tracy as well, because it, it, it has. A, a soft swap for me Dick Tracy if people don't know what that is because um, we had a board game of it which was like super weird it was like a weird board game and mm-hmm. we used to play it every Christmas and that. <laughs> I never really fully understood how it worked as well but right. we just like played it for fun it was great <laughs> anyway um, but yeah so I mean like is the uh, um, oh yeah that was the thing I was going to ask mm-hmm. you it was about the you know, you're saying about putting mental health in schools. That's something that we preach on this all mm, the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to throw the argument that we have it like at you and see if you agree with like because we argue that it's men- uh, mental health should be ch- be on a par with sex education. It should be mm, th- it should yeah. be treated exactly yeah, yeah. the same. Mm. And the reason that I I argue that in particular is I said like even if they didn't necessarily like sort of want to make mental health as important. It still has a role in sex education because mm. you know, uh, you know, sex is a very emotional decision, and especially like when you're first starting to do to have sexual intercourse, is that mm-hmm. it's going to be something that has a, an emotional effect. Mm. Mm. So, wouldn't you not want to talk about that aspect of it as well, regardless of whether you want to include all other aspects mm. of mental health? It just seems like they always want to deal with the physical things of do's and don'ts, but not the consequence of your actions yeah, and, like, yeah. and uh, from an emotional point of view mm. and uh, I don't understand that so I'm curious to know if you I'm curious to think if you agree yeah I think even even before sex mm. education I think you know I think it's just really important just from really young children of course up, yeah. upwards to be you know in touch with their feelings yeah. and talk about you know, it can come in through bullying and all sorts of different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. bullying, yeah. yeah. Well, Whereas you might not want to talk to reception about sex <laughs> education necessarily, yeah. but, you know, mm. it should be established sort of yeah. from the youngest children it's, upwards. It's weird to think that, happiness. yeah, because it's weird to think that the only ever time I ever heard of mental health um, in terms of being talked about in like a sort of academic way or whatever mm. way you want to phrase it, it's like it's really university. Is really where it sort of like becomes yeah. understood that that's that's a thing, and I and considering if uh, like in my experience of any mental health that I had was pre that, mm. you know, and it's quite common for people yeah, yeah. to be before then, yeah. and so I don't understand why it's not acknowledged yeah. before you're sort of like eighteen. I, yeah. I don't really get it. I got um, very stressed when I was at school um, doing O levels. Yeah, I, I started Same pulling me, my yeah. hair out, and I yeah, was yeah. about fourteen because yeah, yeah. I did O levels quite early. Some mm. of them, and um, yeah. You know, I'm sure it was just because there was no outlet to sort yeah. of get rid of my stress. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for for me, it was that my parents were divorcing around that time, mm. and I was like a punching bag, and because mm. I was the nego- I was the negotiator kind of thing. And, and, and my and, um, my PTSD you know, manifested around the same time. So yeah, 
but you get it's no so one common yeah, most no, people i know who yeah, are yeah. most people i know who you know have a ongoing you know lifetime mental health it's issue it's formative around years, that yeah. time yeah. your brain's developing yeah, yeah. your brain's developing you, you the most time you experience yeah. things yeah. Is around that time and mm. it's chaotic and yeah, if you yeah. and if you're in an environment that's not healthy then that's even worse you know mm. So anyway, but it's kind of just important to learn to watch out for other people as well. You exactly, know, for yeah. children to watch out for their friends yeah. and yeah, cool. it's um. I think some schools though are getting better. I do think part that. Of the, Oh, and just to just to reinforce my schools, my my I was very lucky. My schools are really understanding. Like mm. once I I once I actually told them and said that I was struggling, they're very much like take your time. I actually ended up doing exams like outside of the exam yeah. timetable. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So I, which yeah, was yeah. weird having to you know it's a yeah. weird experience to do an exam on your own where the examiner has to get out of his chair and literally comes over and whispers, "You've got five minutes left." <laughs> <laughs> like not like you've got five minutes left, and also you can hear him turn his page of his book because he's like, I was like. <laughs> It was quite freaky because it's just and it's in like this big giant town hall and I'm like this is right. me. So mm. I was like it's like that uh, I don't know it's like thinking like a high school film or something where I've got detention and I'm like writing lines or like something. The, the breakfast, um, breakfast yeah, club Breakfast Club. Thing, I was thinking yeah. of that. Yeah. Anywho, um, so information about where to find stuff, websites and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. It's on our community counselling cooperative website, which to be honest needs a little bit of updating. <laughs> it's okay. always on the to do list, but okay. yeah. And then we'll sort of probably have a link to the self-detective one when we launch that that's just so what's the name of the website anyway so they can have a look it's uh the snappily um community counseling cooperative.co.uk okay that is a mouthful (laughs) 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 all the c's um (laughs) okay well i would obviously encourage people to go on that and uh social medias you on the tweets yeah we're on Um, twitter as well do you have any idea what the tale is? It's, it's, fine. Uh, it's I think it's CCC Community, but yeah, I can't yeah, remember. I'm sure, Ricky, I'm sure Ricky knows. <laughs> yeah. Ricky's I think there's a capital C at the beginning and then two small C's. How do you tweet us stuff? I just look at Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Ricky. I'm sure yeah, he'll look figure at Ricky. It. Yeah, he'll figure it out. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, yeah, it's been nice to have you on again because, as I said, we had uh, Ro- was it Rhoda? Rhoda, yeah. yeah, we had Rhoda on last time and that was really fun. Right. So, Hughes, thank you for coming on. And continue the and great and continue the good work and. Um, it's nice like I mean I think as well with the examples you gave about that you're as Ricky touched on you were you're kind of filling in some gaps of stuff that you know may, may necessarily not mm. be looked at I thought in particular that domestic abuse for, for men was interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's something I don't think is nearly enough talked about mm. um, which I think is and as I said I think it's appropriate based on what the main stories yeah. are happening well, right we've now. got a monthly peer support group for that mm-hmm. as well great we run at Recovery College, which oh, is just know. a chance for other people, if Hopefully. they're not ready for counselling, yeah. to come along and just Great. get to know other people. And yeah. Hopefully there'll be, be yeah. if, there's a, if there's a person, a guy listen to this, that they'll go to that, if that's mm. the case. Um, awesome. Thank Great. you so much. Oh, thank uh, you. Great for having you on. Uh, have a nice Christmas and New Year. Have a nice Christmas. And uh, you're welcome back on anytime. Thank, thank you. Oh, thank you. Cool. Right, we're going to take a quick break now because uh, we're nearly close to the hour and then we're going to obviously be back uh, to have a bit of a chat um, and then uh, we're going to do mental health news at the top of the hour. Just a reminder for you, for anyone who's been uh, listening to this show anyway, um, they're trying, they're like taking a picture as I'm doing this outro. Is um, is yeah, um, uh, we're, we are, we're on for a th- an extra hour for this show. So instead of being finishing at two o'clock, which will be ten minutes time, we're going to be on till three today for the special. Which huge thank you for Spice for letting us do that. But we're going to play some ads now, and then we're going to play Frosty the Snowman by the Jackson Five, which I'm so pleased that's on the database because that's a great song. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. 
Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. Your only Bollywood station in Newcastle. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Uh, welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. Obviously, ma'am, your host, Mr. Stephen Hesse. Obviously, here with Ricky. And a huge thank you uh, to, was it Sharon? Sharon I suddenly forgot, lost my notes. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible at remembering names. Like, who are you? Who are you every show? I'm yeah. just like, you know. No, no, it was all serious. It's like, huge thank you for Sharon. That was really interesting. And obviously, we've had them on the show before, uh, the community council, and um, we had uh, Rhoda on in the May show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to get somebody different. Um, I thought it was an interesting answer as well because it's nice to, you know, because she wasn't necessarily a councillor, she was actually just somebody who was involved yeah, in it. Yeah. You know, and you need people like that in yeah. any charity, um, yeah. not just people who actually provide the service, but people who are willing to do. You know, as someone, when I worked as a social worker, the one, the most important person outside the people who do them was the mm-hmm. grant guy. And what I mean by that was the guy who financed everything, <laughs> you know, without him, without him, like, 
without him keyboarding going, oh, there's a grant for this, so I'll find you the money and, like, you know, yeah. spe- like pulling his hair out going, I think we've sold you it. Do, you do need them you know? people. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who's willing to do that kind of thing. Can we just get you close to the mic just yeah. before you talk? That'd yeah. be great. Awesome. Um, feel free to pull it down if you know. Uh, um, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so um, huge thank you so far to the guests. As just to reiterate, for those that listen to the show before, I know I've said this a few times, but I just want to make sure, we're on for an extra hour. So if you're wondering why, like, we're starting an interview and it's five to two and you're like, wow, this you cutting it short Stephen is that we, we got special admission from Spice with it being our last show of the year that we're going to do till three mm-hmm. um, so we're going to do mental health news after this interview and we're going to obviously take a break for ads on the hour and we seem to have somebody else <laughs> this is like a conveyor of all the people it's insane well I'll talk to Sally and Ricky sorts this out but anyway uh, so uh, as I said as well I just because Spice always makes sure that I mention this uh, if you want to just if you want to talk to the radio station you can do so at studio at spicefm.co.uk or you can listen to us on the interweb instead of FM on www.spicefm.co.uk and you can find all the information about all the presenters and all the the content that we do uh, that Spice do um, and obviously you can text them as well at uh, 80039 and type the word Spice and that's at Spice FM on the tweets I'm at geek underscore apocalypse and Ricky's at vivid Ricky and we also have a Twitter for the sort for the show which is at underscore mentally sound and you can find us podcast wise the whole show unedited so if you missed any previous ones you type in mentally sound on iTunes, you can find all the shows we've done, all 22 of them I believe, this is the 23rd one um, and you can listen to your heart's content, which is awesome uh, anywho, Ricky's do over, back do it over Christmas, just listen to more yeah, yeah. back what are we, what are it's quite nice Christmas? as well, because I said like um, we have a, a, a potential helper who messaged me this morning, and she was like excited to, to be involved, and she did listen to some it's like a fan that wanted to be involved in doing the show, which is good nice um, to have one I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah moving up <laughs> Anyway, uh, so our next guest, because uh, I said we've got a really jam-packed show, we're going to try and make uh, as many guests in as possible. We have Sally from Action for Children. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, no problem at all. Um, uh, thank you for agreeing to come on, first of all. Obviously, that's the, that's the nice politeness thing to say. <laughs> and he has like, yeah, that, God damn it. Uh, no. Um, but no, seriously, thank you for coming on. And uh, I guess like the obvious question is what is Action for Children? <laughs> well Action for Children is a children's char- charity it's a national charity um, but we up here we're based up uh, you know we've got uh, a number of services up here obviously we've got services across the country but we have got uh, several services in Newcastle so mm-hmm. uh, the service that I I manage uh, is um, is based in the west end of Newcastle Correct. and we offer a whole host of range of services so we offer family support People go, what's that? So I'll talk a bit more about what family support is. Mm. And uh, we've got um, what's called an independent visitor service, which is, it's for the region, but it's um, a volunteer service and people are trained and matched with young people who are in care who have little or no contact with their family. Oh, okay. And it's about building a relationship with a trusting adult outside of, you were talking about social workers, outside of that whole kind of um, ah, professional yeah. thing. So they've got someone. So, and it fits very nicely around what we were talking about, around sort of mm. mental health yeah. um, and loneliness. Because actually, for, for young people that have been maybe moved away from their environment and their support networks, whether that's for their own safety or whatever, yeah. it still can really have an impact on loneliness. And to have somebody mm. that can then take you out yeah. once a fortnight for something that you want mm. to do really helps build oh, build it, that sort of resilience and trust back up again you're so, totally right I mean you've reminded me when I did work as a social worker for five years that um, one of the things that 
I saw really made a difference because I think you're spot on is that you do come across children who for whatever reason are like very inward and very lacking the ability to trust people or and it could even be like you know that that even is with their own parents you know um I I definitely saw a lot of that and uh, it's nice to know because it's quite a powerful situation to be in and it really does make a difference where if you just be a constant source of like you know just a, a balancing act or whatever the right phrase is but like I've, i remember seeing quite a lot of children where they would talk to me and like you they would start to come out of their shell and like some people would be flabbergasted as to them why they did that but it is coming down to like what you say i, I think it really i mean you hit the nail on the head it's someone outside of the circle that they're used to yeah um you know because i don't i think that it sort of inadvertently means that they're not being judged is that fair to say i, I think so and yeah. i think um I know what some of the young people have said. It's just it's about someone listening to me yeah. and being, and particularly because they're a volunteer, they're yeah. being there because they want to be there, uh, yeah. not because they're being Good paid. Point. And that's a very different mm. relationship. Yeah. So to build that kind of trust, <laughs> and we've had some relationships. I mean, I'm fairly new to actually with children, but we've had some relationships that within um, you know that sort of independent visitors uh, support for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So that's really a really positive you know yeah. i was laughing because i just want to ask ricky this have you ever been in a situation where to be yeah <laughs> i was thinking that when she said that i was like i was thinking of the times when i was really ill and went well you're just being paid to be yeah you don't even care like I so i, I might mean, have uttered that during my psychotherapy yeah i'm sure i'm <laughs> yeah. sure i've said that at some point yeah i might even sell it with a therapist and like well i'm paying you a fortune to be here um what do you know like yeah but you don't mean it but like you're right is that people in a vulnerable position might use that as a tool yeah. to not open up yeah. um so yeah that that's that's actually a really good point about why volunteering is so important that, in the west end where you your base is at so Newcastle, yeah. Yep. So, well, we're based at Wes- Wesley House, so just off That's, Adelaide Terrace. Yeah, I work opposite you, actually. Uh, do you know Ronnie's across the road? Yes, That's yes. Where I'm based. Ah, so, right, yeah, so I we're see. very yeah, local. Yeah, yeah. So we're very local. I mean, and we... We um, so we link and work in with the community family hub, yeah. so the you know the children's centre work. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. again, one of the things that we were thinking about is um, we were commissioned to do a report with the the Joe um, Joe Cox Commission, and what came out of that report quite recently, and I'm just looking at my notes though, that was that more than half the parents that they surveyed so it was about 62 percent said that they suffered from loneliness mm. and and around how that impact mm. on their mental health and then when we surveyed young parents it was a much higher percentage that young parents felt that they were suffering from loneliness mm. because once they become parents those support networks that they had mm. originally had mm. kind of changed so some of the work when we were talking about some family support work that's yeah. some of the work that we we work with with families to you know guided by sort of yeah, what, yeah. what their needs are similar to what christine was saying at the start of the show wasn't it that she she's a parent of an autistic um son yeah and the difficulties that she had to go because she she's had ocd and, and anxiety so yeah. it's interesting that you look at the wider family aspect of it not just the children yeah. themselves but no. um i was interested in this thing you do for you do breaks as well for disabled children oh we do yeah. yes what, it, what sort of things so have that, you done in the past okay so that i i am um, that's a service up in uh, northumbria so it's a uh, monksville so they do particularly up mm-hmm. there they do um short-term breaks for children that have um, right. disabilities yeah. um and there are two houses up there uh-huh. and it's like a, a very homely you know environment and um it's it sets a children can kind of come and have have time okay. there and time away from their family so it's a bit of a rural retreat kind of thing in a way or um i think so i mean it's it's in the sense of it's set up 
um, we're commissioned through the local authority, mm -hmm. so you, you mean they, they they buy that time. Yeah. So if the family needs that time, the local authority will buy it. So right. we have um, a bedded unit where, or it's a house mm -hmm. where we have. Um, I think there's four young people that are living there constantly yeah. until they move to their independent living, right. and then okay. we have the other side that's the short okay. breaks. Yeah. What do those breaks involve? You know, like is there like curricular activities, that kind of thing? Sort of I'm going to be really honest because it's a, a service that I don't run, okay. so I don't know lots of things about it. What I do know is I've worked with them recently, been on, on some work with the, the manager there, and yeah. and it is very much around that focus on on the young people and that's what so. their needs are and getting yeah. them out and about. So and again, it's it's a building that it's going to be a peer support thing as well. I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, and it's building that kind of resilience, isn't it? And that mm. it's the same as what I said really about the volunteers I think the thing about action for children mm -hmm. um, there's some real kind of values and principles uh, uh, that underpin it and I think the people that work within it carry those values and principles mm. which is you know with the young people come first they're paramount and we, we work with that and the, you know people are right to be doing business with you asking know? what they want I, yeah. that was one of the things that used to drive me crazy as social worker as a social worker was um, you're being handcuffed by the fact that you were told what to tell the kids that they wanted, mm -hmm. which I don't think is the right way of doing it. Right. As you were quite touching on, is that it really should be done around the way of you should say to the kid, like the children, what are you not getting that you want, yeah. and then we'll try and facilitate that. Um, but unfortunately, like in the environment that it, that that it is with budget budgeting and everything else and grant money, is they very often go to war, like they just go where the grant money is and try and crowbar in the that that. Uh, providing for people and um, it's a touch the situation of being where well, i guess that's the advantage of being volunteers where you try and work around what you've got as opposed to what you can get if that yeah. makes sense so like the, uh, so the independent visitor service is volunteers whereas the family support service yes the family support service isn't that's paid that's they're paid workers yes. that are trained um and they work as you say we we do as the city does a whole family approach yeah so we may get a request in where the need looks like it's for one child but we will look at the whole family mm -hmm. because we know mm -hmm. that you know it might be the mm -hmm. child that's the, the, the more obvious but actually there may be a very quiet child in there mm -hmm. that actually has, has as mm -hmm. many needs as well so we look at the whole family and all those dynamics yes mm -hmm. i think something we've been talking about is you know it's it's very, you know, world has become very stressful for families. You know, new new reforms have come in. So, you know, universal yeah. credit yeah, yeah. puts a particular pressure. We're seeing a lot of issues of that and particular pressure. And this time of year mm -hmm. puts on more pressure. So our family support workers have been working with, um, with, uh, with parents around some pre-planning. Yeah. So thinking about some of that budgeting, thinking about getting some of those payment plans in now and just mm -hmm. trying to work, trying to work in partnership with them mm -hmm. about, about trying to get rid of some some of the stresses because mm -hmm. it's after Christmas we mm. see <laughs> yeah <laughs> we see the aftermath after yeah. Christmas I was yeah. just touching on that that I feel this is the time of year where I feel terrible and not really like just mental health wise and I just think it's the the time of year and the pressure like we were talking about this before you got here was that um I was just saying, like the the commercial aspect of Christmas, and the, 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 I do, I don't really like that the 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 phrase and like it, it sort of implies enforced fun, as in yes. you have to be jolly and cheerful all the time. And I I, I get like very guilty, <laughs> like I'm like I just always say like, and I'm quite an upbeat, optimistic person most of the time. I just like the pressure of just like you have to be having fun, <laughs> you have to be jolly, and like if you're not for legitimate reasons, yeah. then it's hard, isn't it? You and know? that enforced maybe spending time with people. 
people that actually can uh, heighten some of your anxieties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we talk about family, and yes, it's very important, but there, you know, that can be quite stressful, yeah. and we're not always used to spending sometimes that amount of time with our family. Yeah, or yeah. Um, with a lot of the families we work with, maybe your family's not here, so it might be yeah. it might be abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And and therefore it's then mm-hmm. even you know. Mm-hmm. I guess just quickly because I'm curious because I asked uh, I asked um, uh, Sharon this. Um, I'm just curious about like the I was like kind of fascinated by the individual in terms of yourself. Like yeah. I mean, like uh, could you want to describe because this is all because uh, I always think because we're service users and we kind of provide a voice for them type of people. Mm-hmm. But I also am curious about the decisions people make to be in the industry of helping people. Like okay. so, I'm curious about like how you started and okay, and so, what um, and like was there a reason like a, an actual? So I didn't start in this business. I started in theatre. So that's what wow. I did for a long time. And um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to burst into song now. <laughs> oh, no. I can't sing. You really, really. That, that would be painful. I know. You really don't want <laughs> to sing. It is the season after all. <laughs> Absolutely not. I didn't I do just, anything. I, my go to thing now is just started going, the hills are alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I started in that. And then um, I don't know. I did a lot of travelling and realised that I preferred listening to other people rather than people listening to me in, right. in the centre. And um, I did a lot of work with Samaritans for a long time. All right. Wow. And We've uh, had them on the show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I was in London and I did a lot of work with them uh-huh. and a lot of festival work with them, prison work, just uh-huh. as a, as a volunteer. To, are you from London? Because I was trying to... I'm from Essex. Ah, yeah, oh, okay. I was, trying to, I was trying to figure out your accent. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, no, so I moved up here when I decided to retrain. I was in my late 20s. And okay. And I decided to retrain. And that's when I decided to become a social worker. Yeah. And fell in love with the North East. Did you say you just started with um, Actually, uh, the Children? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, with another charity for oh, okay. a long time before then. So how long have you been working for these? Uh, for actually, just six months. All oh, right. So right. It's, okay. yeah, it's been a, it was a big move because I was with sixteen years with uh, um, with Bernardos and then across uh, ah, I've worked for Bernardos. So I like I like them a lot. Yeah. yeah, they're one of the few charities I actually like uh, say nice things about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they do very nice things. Yeah. I don't mean like I said, sorry, that sounds very generic. I don't mean I mean I guess I'm sort of saying. Uh, charities that kind of have a capital capitalist business business model now like i mm-hmm. find that that kind of inhibits them somewhat mm-hmm. where i think out of all of the main i guess mainstreams what i'm talking about and um, bernardo's i think are one of the few that i've come across and worked with that like work within that better than any better than others yeah. and i think like because i think they're they're actual like their business model makes a lot of sense from what I understand it. Um, but that's just but, my opinion. So, so <laughs> interestingly, yeah. coming across from one to the other, actually the children have very much the same sort of, oh, that that's sort good. of philosophy. Yeah. And, you know, what what I like about Action for Children is is they, you know, they have services on the on the ground for people, but they also are in looking and challenging policies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's on an, a, a number of a number of levels, and cool. and it has that same sort of feel about it. Great, yeah, that's yeah. good. Because uh... something I was always curious about when, in terms of when discussing like adoption, yeah. that kind of thing, particularly those young children. Do they? Do you find that? Um, I guess in terms of adoption, the child, the, the, the teenager, whatever, might have certain identity issues, like where do I belong? Do you notice that they have? It affects their mental health in a way, and, and how do you guys step in? So again, there's some specialist adopted services yeah. that would run across, but in the sense of what what we know is, um, there used to be an idea that if you were going to adopt or foster someone, if you love somebody enough, then mm. all their problems would go away. And what we know now mm. is that actually, you know, our our architecture of our brain 
is developed from our naught to twos, mm. and that can also mm. impact. So, mm. you know, people That's can change the behaviour, and yeah. positive environments can help that. But what we must understand is mm. actually people will have those those connections, mm. um, whether they be negative or positive, yeah. and those synapse mm. connections in their brain, whether they be positive or negative, and we have to work mm. with that. So it's now very much understanding about you have to work alongside. It's yeah. and a journey, and actually yeah. sometimes people, they can't change in yes. that sense. Mm. And that's not to say that we can't do new connections and we can't mm. learn to go, mm. but your default position mm. sometimes goes back to that. It's yeah. this idea of like, I guess like it's sort of in a, in a paraphrase type way, is that it's almost like this... Uh, thing of wanting to fix people which uh, is not necessarily that you can't really do that i mean it's a bit like as someone i've got bipolar disorder and i often say to people like as much as the negative aspect of it drives me crazy and it's funny whenever i talk to people like because i I work on the social care course at northumbria university Mm -hmm. and they ask me about like the very interesting question that a student asked me the other day which said which is worse the positive or negative aspect of bipolar disorder as in the the manic and the Mm -hmm. the depressive side and i said hands down the positive side and they were like interesting why and i was like because it's so overwhelming oh it's overwhelming and like negative wise like and it's touching on your point is negative you can actually like be prepared for it happening Mm -hmm. and you can know that it's an aspect of what you deal with and you can cope with it whereas if with bipolar disorder and i've seen you know documentaries and talk to other people with the same condition who say the same thing of that you can't control being overly happy and also as well the real dangerous aspect of it is is you don't how can you say you've got an illness when you like really feel good like it's a very strange situation to be in but it's because i know that it's not real and I know that, like, I'm going to have a massive downswing after it. Um, and it's almost like having, like, a, an, over, an over-the-top drug yeah. where I'm, like, I'm feeling too many emotions. Whereas, like, negatively, I'm having a morbid emotion, but I can, I can, certain processes can make me get through it. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, it, yeah, I think it's this thing of, like, as you, because um, the other point I wanted to make about your part, about what you just said, most of the stuff that people, like, in your brain develop is, like, when you're very, very young. Like, you know, like in the first few years of being alive. Yeah. So the idea of like, you know, adopting a kid at six years old and going, oh, well, they're going to like learn, as you quite rightly said, like they're going to learn from their new parents. Um, It's something that's interesting because Ricky knows this, like from a personal view, my sister's um, just applied for an adoption, um, which I'm super excited about. And um, she's hopefully going to get like a a match in the next year or so. Um, So they're going through the... And people, I think, uh, one of the reasons I want to talk about it is, because you know this better than me, but the process you go through is, like, very Mm. hard work. Mm. Um, So they were... Every time she rings me, it's, like, a different thing coming up, so... And as it should um, be. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because actually... If we've got to make the right decision. Yeah. We've got to make yeah. the right decision yeah. and, and we've got to match with the right people and that, that mm. child has to feel safe and secure. And my sister's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. sorry, sis. I'm only kidding. <laughs> She's actually on her way to Newcastle now. She might beat me up. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought it was just... A, it, was a, it, was, it was too too good to turn You're a turn and run. I, right I know. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deal with it yourself, Stephen. Uh, anywho, we, we must uh, do our and we've obviously got a guest waiting so um just quickly um information about where to find you so Uh, actually probably on the website would be a good thing um as i say we've got family support services and services based here but we run children's center Mm -hmm. in the central center of this you know um in uh 
Cowgate and Blakelaw and um, up round uh, Garlafield as well. So there's lots of groups and parenting groups and things for people to mm-hmm. come. Great. Go, yeah, if you go on the website and then also on the City Council website. Excellent. Awesome stuff. Wonderful. Right, we need to go because we need to Thank play some ads. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, you so much. Greetings as well. Yes. Happy New Year and whatnot. Hope it's all not too um, yeah. Great, and yes. keep up the good work. Thank you. Very Thanks, much. Sally. Uh, have a safe trip and everything. Um, cool. So we're going to play some ads now because we're a little bit behind, and then we're going to talk to our guests. We might do mental health news sometime at the end. Um, but obviously we're going to play as I say some uh, adverts right now and then we're going to play Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys which I'm again I'm I'm finding some random gems of Christmas music in here so I hope you guys enjoy it then we'll be back with our potentially I think it's our final guest and like I say we'll probably do mental health, mental health news towards the end uh, be right back after these messages thanks Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Assalamu alaikum. I am Faiz Ali Faiz Kawal, Pakistan, Lahore. Muslim charity is Faiz Ali Faiz Kawal. I am here in Peer, 11 December, Newcastle Civic Centre. Tickets, £10. Food available to buy. Tickets for www.fazerifaz.com Miss na ki diye ga, ye maapka bar bar nahi na. Ya phe dial karein 0207-100-4930. Do you have a safe deposit box? If not, why not? To keep your gold jewellery, cash or gold bullion completely secure, rent your own safe deposit locker at Newcastle Vaults. We rent lockers from less than £3 a week with seven-day access in the centre of town. To find out more or reserve your safe deposit box, call 0191 249 4789 or see newcastlevaults.co.uk. Think security. Think Newcastle Vaults. Bollywood Hungama taking place on Sunday the 3rd of December at The Point in Sunderland featuring Taz Stereo Nation. Lavin Kundra Sahara and DJ Vic. Tickets available now on eventbrite.co.uk or in person at Lala's in Newcastle, Sunderland the Funky Indian or Middlesbrough Borough Carpet. For more information, log on on Facebook and search out VIP Funky Indian Events. if you've been refused car credit then come and see our finance team at wefinanceyouformore.com call just see on 0800 917 visit our Scotswood Road showroom or log on at wefinanceyouformore.com I'm going to get out of here 
Planning a wedding? Wouldn't it be great if you could go to one place for everything? Well, now you can. Chai Events is your local event specialist that can help you with venues, catering, decor, and entertainment for your event. We can save you money and let you come to your own function as a guest and leave as a guest. Call us to discuss your requirements with no obligation. 0191-603-0633. Find us on Facebook or log on at chaievents.co.uk. Same old radio sound. <sighs> then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Hello everybody, welcome back to the very Christmassy 
<laughs> Metally sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. Thank you so much for tuning in on December the 8th. Hope you're having a very good festive season and it's not like I've been, you know, uh, ranting about not being a difficult Christmas period <laughs> and you're not getting sick of the Christmas music. Considering the fact I don't get out much, I'm actually you enjoying you're not, you're not difficult. <laughs> yeah. When am I not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a new, this is a new angle I'm going with. Um, but no, like I actually was just about to say, because I've not like been shopping all that much and all that kind of thing and I don't play Christmas music at home I'm actually quite enjoying what we're playing even though I like be interesting to see like any uh, listeners who are like oh my god because um, when I was in the pub the other day my friends went I'm sick of this song and it was like just the regular Christmassy music and I'm going it's the first time I've heard this and they looked at me like you know <laughs> like how could you how could you possibly have heard this now in it's beginning of December and I'm like because I don't go out much so that's the solution to all your problems anyway um, I'm going to make sure I'm trying to get this right we're with Ariana did I say that right Ariana Ariana so close um, I might get that wrong because as I say it's a, it's a, it's a hard, uh, hard name for a dyslexic person but hey I'm going to try um, and you have Italian State Cinema um, which we're huge fans of yeah, um, uh, I, I go I've went fairly regularly um, me too yeah and um, one of the things we like, because me and Ricky have touched about this uh, privately, is we like the fact that they do very, like, artsy films that you don't necessarily get to see. Um, you know, sort of the European-y... Left Euro- Field. Left Field. Yeah, Left Field's a good example. Mm-hmm. I remember, the, like, one of the first times I went to see this, and there's a random random point, I went to see Enduring Love. Oh, yeah. Um, the Ian McEwan, Ian McEwan novel, yeah. um, which um, had uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Um, and I, I loved the novel because we did it for school and then they found out it was in the film so we all went to see it as like a school thing and it was awesome <laughs> um, so I like the time cinema a lot like, so that's, that's like 15 years ago so there you go um, so anyway um, I guess the most obvious question is like so what do you exactly do in time cinema what's your role as it were well I'm film program manager so Ooh, nice. I help to select what films we're going to show Ooh. I um, manage our strands like dementia friendly cinema cool. access cinema um, I manage Kids Club, yeah. um, also our Silver Screen program. People phone in for suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> We've got her here. She can <laughs> get, let's get the Christmas schedule set and yeah. stuff. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm, I'm just joking. But yeah, that sounds really interesting. But like, I know you've got a lot of stuff to because um, you want to talk well, about we, in particular we, why we're going on. Because yeah. considering you know when we were at the last station, we we tried to get time sites in for a while to talk about. Yeah, yeah, because we were across the road. Uh, you know the the, the yeah. there was an office space across the road it's from the Times Cinema. Audience, we were we were at the top. We yeah, were we were at the top, top floor. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, that um, would have been very handy. So weird yeah. to, it's weird to see that space now. Like I know, yeah, it's all got that. Where well, yeah, where that food courty place is yeah, now. Because yeah, I mean, people are from Newcastle not going to get this, but yeah, was there was an area in right in the middle of Newcastle opposite Times Cinema where um, the radio show that we used to be on was based, and it was, like, obviously a fantastic location, mm-hmm. so obviously Times of Cinema has that benefit. Um, so, yeah, we used to cro- we used to literally yeah. walk past you every day, yeah. so, you know. And I think, um, if memory serves me correctly, it was Tyneside Cinema, actually, that uh, approached us to talk about and promote that. Yes, yeah, but I think it never happened, yeah, yeah, for whatever reason, but, it, but you're here now. Um, so tell us about the dementia-friendly scheme and, and how it came about and how Happily. people can... Um, well, you know, obviously anybody living with dementia is always welcome at Tyneside. We are a dementia-friendly cinema, mm-hmm. but our dementia-friendly screenings are uh, set up a little bit differently. They're kind of tailored to the needs that a person living with dementia might mm-hmm. have. For example, the lights are up a little bit brighter than usual, the sound's down a little bit, and we always mm-hmm. have a member of staff mm-hmm. inside the cinema so that people can come and go as they please. Mm-hmm. 
also carers as always go free and uh that's good yeah definitely important and Uh um anyone's offered a free tea or coffee as they arrived so it's a really nice atmosphere that's nice a lot of like old musicals and so on so Mm -hmm. there's a good sing-along a lot of the time so those musicals and classic films are they upon request or do you how would you gather information what 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 people want to see i'm actually really pleased that you brought that up (laughs) um because curious (laughs) i've always i've always wanted to know that's quite an an legitimate question we used to have a film club where we talked about yeah yeah actually yeah that was something we used to do when we first started is we mental health wise would look at films and then dissect how Mm. mental health had an input in it so we'd pick less obvious ones Mm -hmm. um like what didn't we do like it's a wonderful wonderful life life, because that's littered with mental health issues and then we like did like sort of batman and stuff like that the more obvious ones because obviously superheroes Mm. have to have a a a vice as it were um so yeah like it was just anyway but yeah so that's that's probably what got us thinking of time to cinema i want to think of it anyway but finish your thought so yeah so how do you how do you well, decide how do you decide about films? Yeah, sorry. So at the moment, I work with uh, a steering group made up of representatives from local charities and groups that work with people living with Alzheimer's and dementia. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I am uh, trying to start up a kind of post-film chat with the people attending the films. Okay. Uh, so we'll like keep the teas and coffees going right. and hopefully have people involved in a bit of discussion. Mm. That we well we had a screening of Meet Me in Saint Louis yesterday for Christmas, which was really nice and mm-hmm. went really well and nobody wanted to talk to me after the screening. So oh. <laughs> it's an ongoing project. But I really would They're like fools. To <laughs> <laughs> I really would like I'm sure that would change. I hope so. <laughs> I, you, you seem far too nice a person. But, but in a but in a but in a way, like I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that you could interpret that as a really good thing, as in no one can have oh, anything to like complain about. Yeah. Everything yeah. is perfect. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's take it that way. <laughs> I would like to involve the audience more yeah. in selecting films. So the, ne- the next two that we have lined up are Bye Bye Birdie on Thursday, the 25th of January at 1.30, cool. um, which is a classic musical and a lot of fun. And the next is the producers on Thursday, oh. 7th of February. Yes, original gentleman. <laughs> Sorry, I just Mel Brooks. Yeah. Oh, the original, the excellent, the best yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so after those screenings, people. <laughs> I literally, well I literally. It's a collective. <laughs> <laughs> a collective, like, ooh. That's a bit like when I play, like, mystery board games and something exciting happens. I go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in all seriousness, like, um, I'm not, like, a huge fan of musicals, but I absolutely love that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Oh, so. I mean, if um, you. Don't like huge Malbrook. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't like. No, we can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up. Um, no, but no. Yeah, like I, I'm a huge fan of Malbrook, so That sounds good. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the, sorry, you mentioned the, the groups that you partner with. Um, was it Ballinger Trust, the charitable trust, and yeah, we're in, Elders in of Newcastle, and yeah, sort of yeah. So, so did they did they approach you with this idea, or is this a, how did that how did it all formulate? I have to be honest, I've actually only worked at Tyneside for five months. Okay. <laughs> so we seem to have uh, the, 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 the new crop. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Um, it's a good thing. Good so thing. I wasn't involved with the yeah. inception yes. of the project. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do communicate mm. with both of those groups quite regularly. Mm. For the I think one of them's based here, the Alzheimer's Society yeah. Northeast that we had on the last show. Yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. That's great that you guys all get together and sort of... Uh, because I know that I have neighbours of mine who, who went down to the dementia-friendly screenings. Mm-hmm. Sadly, uh, she passed away, but talking to the widower, uh, it was one of the, the most enjoyable last few moments of her life where she got to, got to come down so and nice enjoy it. That's so nice to hear. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Yeah. I'm really pleased. So how, do you get regular feedback like that, you know, sort of? 
We, well, I got, um, I heard a great story actually recently. Mm. We showed the Pink Panther with Peter Sellers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Thank God, not the words. Steve Martin one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't I speak l- of that. I <laughs> love Steve Martin, but God. I know. Uh. Um, but afterwards, I was talking to a lady who had come along with her father who had dementia. And they were telling me that they had once met Peter Sellers at the races Ooh, when her father cool. was younger and he went with his wife. And Peter Sellers tried to pick her up. Oh, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> the, the, dog. the things you find, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, like, because, I mean, what's it, I guess, what I find intriguing about Times of Cinema, this was, that was my opening sentence about, you know, the, the diversity, is that, like, I guess because, you know, you go to mainstream cinema and it's very much just obviously what's going on now, like in terms of the most, the, the latest blockbuster and there's like four or five choices. Mm-hmm. Whereas I like the fact that like, you know, cinema like yourselves has like an archive of stuff mm-hmm. and you change what you put on and you even like, because I like, like, because I mean the cinema, am I right in saying like sort of the remit is, you know, if you put a classic film on, you've just mentioned a bunch of them. You know, like I'm thinking of, I think my friend said, because my friend who used to work with you is, I don't know, he doesn't now, but um, you, I, I think he said he used to get excited because he used to put like Die Hard on at Christmas Day, <laughs> so he'd go like we, and we watch. We have a Die Hard and Die Hard Two double bill. Yeah, up. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know, because that's kind of an example of where like you know, because Christmas, I mean, maybe we, this is a discussion we should have like a christmas and films resonate really strongly like you know you think a certain like you say christmas you start thinking of certain films mm-hmm. so i guess like you know like outside of the the groups you just mentioned i'm just thinking in a more generalistic sense mm-hmm. like because i guess do you decide every film that goes on or just for these groups um well i collaborate with my colleague andrew simpson who's okay. the director of film programming right he programs the bulk of the main program all right okay. um although i have some like input, of yeah. input like yeah. little seasons and so on yeah he does the bulk of the main program so do you ever like sit there and go i really think <laughs> we should <laughs> um yeah actually uh in our new brochure we're going to have a season called new year new you which are all films that i because i i hate the new year new you gym stuff that's all like trying to get you in shape. Why just body just because it's January? We were just talking about. Yeah. We were just talking about this. Yeah, yeah the, the earlier. Well, great, great quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've put together a program of like the Fly, the Cronenberg version, yeah. American Werewolf in London, Bride of Frankenstein, and um, oh no, I'm gonna have a memory blank because I'm on the radio. <laughs> um, Death becomes her, which are all characters yeah, yeah. undergoing yeah. like yeah. monstrous transformations. Yeah. So that's gonna be happening in January. I think that's it'll fun. be fun. Cool. Yeah, so I get to do little fun pieces like that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's probably an aspect of your job that I think anyone would find quite interesting, just to mm-hmm. kind of come up with a theme and then go, right, what films can I put on <laughs> yeah, that people would want to that people would want to see? <laughs> um, I mean, like, I mean, the, uh, this leads to an obvious question, but like, this is something that I like asking because we've asked people the guests who've been on before, like just. From a personal point of view, I'm assuming with you taking this job that you're like a massive film fan, or like you like you must enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. And like, I'm just kind of curious as to what kind of stuff you like personally, like what kind of films you went to. Um, oh, I suppose like everyone, I like kind of a mixed bag. Okay. Although I think my favorite films could be defined as those that make ordinary lives important you know they ah, elevate yeah. them yeah, to yeah, something yeah. worth watching yeah. for two mm-hmm. hours um so like, my favorite film is a film called girlfriends by claudia well okay. and it 
it was made in the 70s. It's one of those films that's like a filmmaker's film. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tar- no, was it Tarantino? Oh, Kubrick loved it, and all these directors mm-hmm. loved it, but it never really gets any recognition. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's yeah. just about two best friends that live together, and one of them gets married and moved out, moves out, and the other is devastated. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's just mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. watching this woman kind of coming to terms with the loss of her friend mm. there's no mm. massive drama like a real life story yeah, as opposed exactly. to like you know superheroes or a rich person people you don't resonate exactly. with exactly yeah. like those films totally have their place and they can be fun but the ones that really stick with me are those are like Ali Fury It's the Soul the Fassbender movie which is again just about like a couple that fall in love and it works sometimes and it doesn't work and again there's no huge I think um, I'll let Ricky get in a second I just think there's a comment on that is that um, I I, um, are you a fan of like French cinema at all yeah because um I I, like kind of out of a whim just watched like a subtitle film and and I wish I remember the name of it now you might know it but it had um, Christian Scott Thomas in it and she was um, playing like a, a wife who was being abused and she ends up um falling in love with like the farmer like i think someone who worked on their farm or something so she basically and he because he like was a he a very her husband was a very influential person and like knew everybody in town including like the like duke or something i can't quite remember what his title was but like he was like you're never going to get a place here i'm going to destroy you if you do anything and then when he found out she was cheating on her she literally gives up her entire life and that fortune as well as our uh daughters and mm-hmm. uh, children to be with this guy because she was endlessly happier with him and he had like no money at all and i thought it was like endlessly fascinating because i'm like yeah. that's a great example of where you give up something that's horrible but and has a consequence mm-hmm. but ultimately is for something where you can have nothing but be instantly more fulfilled and exactly um, yeah. I mean, you know ordinary people taking Measures that on their surface might seem every day, but actually are incredible. Yeah, you know, to to give up all of that for love, it happens all the time in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems unremarkable until you're watching it mm-hmm. for two hours. And Just you know. on that, mine, yeah. mine was mine was Betty Blue was my favorite French cinema. It was, yeah. I know it became mainstream, but uh, I don't think there's many more films than that 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 sort of highlight the issue of what happens in you know what in serious mental breakdown. I think they really illustrate that one i know it won less oscars and things like because it did go quite mainstream but um as he says in peep show turns a whole generation of men men onto women with mental illness yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know <laughs> it, it doesn't we do a show where it doesn't matter <laughs> um gender's been the running theme this yeah time. yeah yeah i mean in a good way i think mm-hmm. it so tell us a bit more about the uh the terms of access to, to, to the Tyneside disabilities, you know, people, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so our access screenings take place every second Sunday, and they're mm-hmm. quite similar to the dementia-friendly screenings mm-hmm. in that, again, the sound is down a little and the lights are up a little, and anyone is welcome, um, but uh, we do, it is aimed at children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but children who um, don't necessarily benefit from the slightly altered screenings are still welcome to come along um, this includes the parents and carers at yes, time, yeah? yeah. Okay. Um, and our next screening is actually this Sunday and we're showing winter shorts for children so we have the Gruffalo and the Gruffalo's Child oh. <laughs> my nephew loves the Gruffalo yeah my, my I think I don't know whether my, how old is your nephew now he's, like, he's three and a half okay so it's uh, yeah my, my nephew 
like ten now, so to sort of post him. But we used to watch it every Christmas, like because yeah. um, is it um, James Corden does the voice, doesn't he? Is yeah, it James Corden? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, and also that's the pretty bear, cool. Which is very <laughs> short from nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's this cool. Sunday. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun, and um, then. Our new brochure is just going to come out very soon, and it includes a kids club and access program called Planes, Trains, Automobiles, and Spaceships, <laughs> uh, which is all about I like the reference. Yeah. Them, spend their lights and transit. So we have a That's wonderful <laughs> Everybody do the just to highlight the that's with the autistic children in particular because we've talked a lot about autism, haven't we? Yeah, so show, children yeah. with autism and yeah. any other special needs. Cool. Yeah, because in all because ser- in all seriousness, like as I just touched on, like you know, that's what's so great that Tynesid Cinema do that because I've se- I know plenty of examples I've seen. For example, even just like disabled people not being able to get access to cinemas and and like you say, like just something as simple as like the light because mm-hmm. I've always thought this like because my auntie for example um, um, I'm just blanking on um, you know the flickering lights what's it called again the you know when the, the strobes yeah strobe like, yeah but like as in you the, the epilepsy yeah epilepsy oh, yeah. sorry I just had a blank on what that was it's <laughs> <laughs> a so stressful week um, yeah sorry so she has epilepsy thank you so um, so yeah she can't watch certain films for that reason and I don't think cinemas do enough about that. Like, you know, so she never goes to see certain stuff because, you know, the light's being turned mm-hmm. down and the light bright sent screen. Okay, so, so yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm like maybe yeah. like um, when she next comes over, we should go and do that. Well, um, we do. We are piloting um, an access screening aimed at slightly older audiences. So mm-hmm. families are still welcome to come along, but it's really for, you know, teens and, and adults. So we're showing... Um, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi on the twenty eighth of January at four thirty. Mm. That's cool. Mm. I need I to say that. Should <laughs> <laughs> we watch the last one? I was like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm a huge geek, so I'm like, you know, I'm like, can't wait. <laughs> uh, you work. You, I understand you work also with, you know, in terms of, you know, we talked about this time of year, loneliness. So you work with Age UK as well. Is that right? Um, we have worked with them. We don't have any projects right. going on at the moment. Okay. Um, but. Yes. And yeah, also, what what kind of community outreach do Timeside Cinema do in this, this sort of field? Do you know of any? Um, um, in terms of community outreach, I mean, that isn't my mm-hmm. department so much. I mostly program and run uh, okay. the screenings. But I suppose the bulk of it at the moment is really reaching out to other organisations and, um, uh, yeah, societies that... Hmm. work with people yeah. um, who have dementia and so on mm-hmm. um, but I do know that in future we're hoping to do more in terms of community outreach including community ambassadors and brilliant, so brilliant. Mm-hmm. can I just ask you, you pressed for time uh, do you need Not to be anywhere? Particularly. Um, I'm wondering whether we should do what we did. Say. Yeah. I know what, um, what we've been doing this thing because I mean we've had a bumper show of, of guests and we're like a little bit running behind. We do this thing called Mental Health News, mm-hmm. where which we do every show, where Ricky has a bunch of headlines and we usually debate. Uh, we usually have a third person for this, like from our team. But uh, this hasn't happened for a while, so we've been getting the last couple of shows to get a guest to sit with us. Mm-hmm. So basically, he reads some headlines, mental health related, and we just sit and debate them. Okay. So we thought, considering we're towards the end, getting towards the end of the show, would you like to just stay and just 
chat. <laughs> be very happy to. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, you don't have to like yeah, I don't con- know say. How insightful I'll be. No, but like I mean, I like well, you'll be pleased to know because we this is the way it works. Ricky, I don't know what Ricky's gonna say either. So only <laughs> Ricky has questions. It's like we're playing like who wants to be a millionaire. So 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 final answer. We have fifty fifty, <laughs> uh, and we have asked the audience. So the telephone when the telephone rings. <laughs> Oi, Dave. Uh, <laughs> like this is one of my I, friends. I don't have any friends. Yeah. Oh, don't be silly. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so um, so let's do that. I mean, we'll okay. still we'll still chat to you and whatnot. But like, we'll 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 come to that in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've mentioned some stuff that's coming up anyway, which is awesome. That's usually what we say towards the end. Um, but I'm curious, just before we get on to mental health news, because mm-hmm. it ain't about the the sort of personal thing. You sound like you have a little bit of an accent. Are you Scottish? Yeah, sounds Scottish. Uh, okay. Oh, my favorite city. Yeah, no, I was gonna no. say like yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know. Um, you know, again, because it's just my insane curiosity. Um, I guess that's why I host shows. Um, is just what led you to come here? Was it because you got the job at Tyneside, or was it another reason? Yeah, no, it was a job actually previous to this so i'm from edinburgh i had been living in glasgow for a long time okay and i was doing like pr and marketing stuff for film festivals and i really wanted to get into programming and i was offered a program assistant job at an art center on the isle of lewis in the outer hebrides wow all right okay Uh, so i lived there (laughs) for two years and then what was that like it was a change (laughs) 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 i think you know i think a lot of people really love it I'm me, saying from going to Glasgow from that, I mean, yeah, what a, yeah. I think, you know, I, I moved there thinking, I can be an outdoorsy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can learn to surf and <laughs> I This did not happen. Um, I think I just wasn't, I, all the stuff that I like doing is really city-based. Right, <laughs> So yeah. it wasn't a great fit. And then this job came up at Tyneside mm. and I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to be offered it. So, um, yeah, just went for it and how long you said you'd be doing it six months or so five five months <laughs> december right oh my gosh i think six months oh, all right, right cool yeah. so like i guess like you know because i mean uh you've you've been to scotland many times right yeah yeah um yeah i i love scotland i've been many a time i'm just curious to know have you is it would you have you been in newcastle before you moved or only briefly i've had friends study here all right um but that seems not, to make sense not not long time, yeah so. i guess i'm just curious because being a, a, a geordie as it were um <laughs> have you do you enjoy living in this in newcastle do you yeah, like it I as do. a city yeah. i do like newcastle. do you know his do you know his fortune market um uh, just outside edinburgh it's like a big market it's next to the airfield that's where that's my first sort of experience of scotland and i used to cool. go every weekend oh, yeah, and the know. people there just say oh it's fantastic here's some Geordie voices they don't like southerners, so I have a natural affiliation yeah. with, with Scottish yeah Scottish I, 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 I fully maintain I think the Scottish nice, the Scottish accent is one of the nicest accents mm. I generally do think that but anyway mm. um, but anyway I was just, I was just curious because I mean like um, it, it's always it's always I mean like because I've never like moved for a job I've lived here my entire life so it's like I'm just curious as like it, it was that like a process you I mean well especially the going to a, an island was an island essentially yeah. I mean that must have been a huge it, yeah, like was, decision I mean yeah. did you ever have second thoughts about doing it or not really I knew what I wanted to do yeah and it's very difficult to get into film programming yes yeah. I I'm sorry this might be boring but basically uh, very few cinemas are independently programmed now. Yeah. So even cinemas that seem independent 
are often actually run by mm. big company or yeah. programmed centrally by the independent cinema office. Mm. So actually, independent programming jobs don't come up very often in yeah. film. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw an opportunity, I yeah, thought, you were like, it's probably worth won't it. happen again. Yeah, it's worth yeah. it. No, that makes sense. That's a, that's a fair, fair point. Mm. I was just curious because I'm just like, I imagine, like, as you quite rightly said, that must have been a huge, <laughs> like, life, l- like, as you, as you said, like a life yeah. opposite thing. Like, you go from, like, being in a city... Uh, situation. I'd love to give that a go at some point. Watch his move. Yeah, well, somewhere just out, out of, yeah. out of, out of. The I always room. thought if I had enough money, this shows you how like I can be kind of like so like because I I have lived in a city and I live just outside of the city now, mm-hmm. and I think that's the best of both worlds. Like, so I would kind of just like I kind of could see myself if I got enough money that I would just like buy a farm or something <laughs> and just well, be like, and, enough but be I... close enough to a city that if I wanted to be sociable, yeah. I could go. Yeah, like, I think that's the best of both worlds. Like, I, I think sometimes... when I used to get when I used to go to counselling, my counsellor would actually have a picture of this beach on, on the outer head bridge somewhere like a like coastline mm-hmm. and it was just it was his point of reference because he often used to go there and he also used it to relax it is very patients. peaceful yeah, the landscape yeah. is very peaceful mm-hmm. um, like, and you know it was a good experience in lots of ways yeah. I met people I would never have met otherwise was it like a kind of small town were you in a small town or something um, so I was living just out of, outside of Stornoway which is actually the largest town in the Outer Hebrides <laughs> with a population of 9,000 um, so wow. you know it wasn't completely I think it could be more remote yeah 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 9,000 is quite you can get a plane but it costs hundreds of pounds I mean it's going to wow. cost you more to go from Lewis to Edinburgh than to go from Edinburgh to Spain or France. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, and so most That's of the time, <laughs> I would travel by ferry, bus, and then train back mm-hmm. to Edinburgh. So it was mm-hmm. like a full day of travel. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Quite full on. Yeah, nine thousand. Like that's one of the reasons I asked you. I was like thinking, I was, I was expecting you to go like three hundred, and like, wow, okay, that's that's quite small. Nine <laughs> nine thousands, like uh, more than enough. Because I remember, like, um, I don't know if you've ever couch surfed, but yeah. um, but um, I remember hosting a guy from Germany once. And I just thought that's one of the beauty, beautiful things about couchsurfing is that when you agree to like sort of help somebody out who's just basically he was he was hiking from the bottom of England to the top of Scotland. He wanted to see everything. So he came through Newcastle and I gave him a bed for the night. And um, he was from a town in Germany near Stuttgart that had 300 people. And I'm thinking, there's no way, in, there's no way in, in, at all I would ever meet him in my regular life if I hadn't have done it. You know, because I'm like, that's such a small freak opportunity. Because he said his entire town made bread. Like, that's that was their industry. They made bread that was sent to Stuttgart, and they were apparently, like, known as making the best bread in the area. That's all they did. Like, every kitchen made bread. That's what they did the entire... That the entire... smell really good. I know, yeah. I was, like, thinking, yeah, you just go in and go, mmm, yeah. baking. Like, I'm going, I'm assuming if you're making bread, you've got, like, cheese. If they just had bread and cheese there, I would never leave. <laughs> like, greatest thing ever. Anyway, right, we've got about ten minutes to do mental health news, so let's fire away. So, again, like, so he'll read them out. If Feel free if you want to make any comments just go right ahead and then we'll wrap okay. the show up so it's only going to take 10 minutes so it's usually about three headlines so, okay. so fire so, away Ricky we should have a jingle for this we'll do the, from yeah. the our next New Year's resolution <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get a jingle yeah. so I usually just go mental health news bong. <laughs> bong. Yeah, bong yeah yeah bong. news at 10 so we talked about <laughs> loneliness before um, okay particularly with senior citizens as well I know mm-hmm. that um, Sally talked about loneliness in, in sort of younger kids as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a, in Germany, a, a citizen um, actually didn't didn't know how to go about it other than just to 
post an ad. What he did, he posted an ad in, in a local supermarket where okay. he just simply said, where can a lonely pensioner and widower find a place in a small group for Christmas? Uh, this, of course, as with Christine's post, it went viral. Okay. So then he, uh, yeah. Um, what do you mean in a supermarket, like in a message board or yeah, something? Yeah. You see them there sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. Community I'm, stuff that's Yeah, like a, there. yeah, yeah. So he actually put out there that, you know, I, hey, I'm, I'm a widow, I'm lonely, and is anyone out there that can force me? Oh. But he, he got hundreds of responses, as, as you know, as, as Christine testified with, with her Facebook post. So, um, yeah, a lady by the name of Femina. Uh, shared it and uh, yeah, he got hundreds of invites. So he he'd be he's gonna be sitting there right now, deciding where, <laughs> where to go. Of, you know. If I was him, right? I know that we were quite jovial in this in mental health news. Usually, it would just be funny. Um, I, I love the idea of he rings each one and going, "So what are you offering me here? <laughs> you know, how much uh, am I gonna get out of this?" Uh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, well, uh, you know, uh, or, or yeah. He's he like, can do I don't what... I don't like gum and steak. I'm sorry, I'm not coming. You <laughs> can do what Vickers uh, Dibley did. And I forgot about that. Yeah, but that was one of the few. That's one of the few shows my mom really liked. You know, like my mom was like very old school and just like watched the soaps and stuff. Yeah. Vicar, she loved the Vicar Dibley, so it was the funniest thing ever. Um, but I think I might remember that episode. That's funny. Yeah, maybe we should just because <laughs> yeah, doesn't she get floated towards the end? Yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, she's like literally like going ah. Oh. She ended great. up going from a taxi to one house to another, which is just across the road. And at the end, she. <laughs> she got a, a JCB to lift to take her home in the end. Oh, um, <laughs> but it, that 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 example you just gave was like you know. Do you remember like it's sort of like a lonely hearts column, isn't it? Yeah. Essentially, it's just another way of doing that. Yeah. So it's quite nice that like good for him, good for him to like yeah. just having a try, you know. Um, and it's nice that people actually. So the fact that it went viral meant I would like to. I would. I would be. I would give a huge shout out to the first person that read that because oh, because yeah. they were the ones that clearly started that. Whoever well, whoever whoever shared who, it, yeah, yeah, whoever she, she yeah. put on a Facebook, yeah, and that's whoever shared it deserves yeah. the credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all. I was. So to to more serious news now and a bit of bad news. So um yeah, yeah um restraints in in uh, mental health units have risen. So mental health trusts in England are restraining patients on an average every ten minutes. Uh, well, that's like a six an hour. Uh. So they recorded that um, in 2016 to 17, there's been uh, 60,000 incidences of restraints. Uh, the previous two years, previous to that, it was only 45,000. So that, that is quite a, quite a jump. From 45 to 60? 45,000 to 60,000. Uh, yeah. That's quite a lot. Mm. Um, and this led to mind-making uh, coming out with this statement saying that, uh, you know, Physical restraints can be humiliating, terrifying, dangerous, and life-threatening. I, I think some of the time unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. And we've heard um, pl- incidents mm. of people dying in such situations, mm. vulnerable people dying. So, um, yeah. So is scary. this a result? Um, because I don't know very much about this. So is this a result of of staff being basically strapped? Well, yeah. Thin? Yeah. And There's been probably in mental health services. So yeah, the staff are putting thin on the ground. A lot of them have had to take time off because of the stresses affecting yeah, them. So it's just one of those. I remember, like I've said this before, but I remember going to because I used to be a social worker and I went to a seminar that Alistair mm-hmm. did, uh, who runs Launchpad, who helps make the show, and um, they gave me a research booklet 
which had all information of the past year of like statistics all based on social work and like it had like a summary in the top page on the opening page of like like facts that were like astonishing based on the research they did it's all done by an independent group as well and then one of them was like um on average in what in that one year there was two social workers a day quitting wow um and one of the worst one of the worst um situations that was happening because of budget cuts as well because i say this very candidly because this is super important is they would get rid of the debrief hour and Mm -hmm. if you don't work in social work you don't know what that means is that it basically is um you would debrief at the end of the day for an extra hour and you'd be paid for it because you would talk to your team about what you've experienced that day as a way of de-stressing um and it's a good coping mechanism and what you'd find is because of budget reasons they won't pay you for that and so like you won't aren't able to talk to your team about what you've seen and experienced mm-hmm. so social workers would take it home so which leads to this undue stress and obviously like you know partners getting it in the neck and you know maybe talking about things too much as opposed to but then that it's just this very warped idea of like well you must have talked about it enough from like but you know how important that is so yeah i think it's just like it's it's sad really because it seems to be a lot of like you know cutting corners a friend um, of mine who's a yeah. social worker she had to quit because she she was assaulted and, yeah, yeah and mean, there's just it's, what to do about it yeah mm-hmm. Mm, yeah it's it's, it's uh, tough yeah fun. i'm gonna run through these quickly but some of these are really important i need to mention yeah but very okay. quickly on universal credit there's been a lot going on locally uh, the unite union we touched on that earlier the assembly they, uh, uh, mentioned they've, they've had uh, recent demonstrations in town mm. about it um that you know this time of year especially um the right. pause in the in, in the benefits is is you know, increase their poverty tenfold um, something something happened in Parliament just a few days ago, I think I should mention. Uh, MP Frank Field um, talked about um, a constituent of his who, was, who came to visit him. And uh, basically the MP had to talk him out of committing suicide. Um, such was, such, such he, he'd basically, he had reached rock bottom. Okay. He had no money. And uh, he, he, told, he told this, uh, this account in Parliament. And an opposition MP, uh, Tory um, MP Heidi Allen, actually, burst into tears about that so it just shows how raw it, it is and yeah uh, there's been a food bank collection from the de- demonstrations recently uh we've had good. a food bank yeah a couple of times so yeah um they they reduced it down to because there was a six week wait and wait but now it's down to five weeks but even then any sort of wait especially at this time of year is going to be really mm-hmm. um so i think we're going to hear more about did that you ever more. um just just carried it out of curiosity did you ever go to university Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, in Glasgow. So yeah, because I guess the debt. That's <laughs> another the debt's another thing. In Scotland. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's free, isn't yeah. it? Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, you know how I remember that is because I saw um I saw a, an old episode of Eight Out of Ten Cats and Lorraine Kelly was on it and they were talking about universal uh, like university loans mm-hmm. and she mentioned that Scotland was free. Yeah, um, no, so, because she said the solution is to go to Scotland, and obviously comedians went, "No, no one wants to go to Scotland." <laughs> uh, but I was like, "I would go to Scotland, especially now that if I'd have known that, I would have probably went." Yeah, um, no, so, I'll just mention these very quickly that are important. So, a uh, mental health matters are good friends down there. They have an annual cool. Boxing Day Xmas dinner. Uh, this is down. <laughs> We're going to uh, say boxing match. No, that would that would go there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was just the way my brain works. Yeah. We've done it. We've done an extra hour, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> down at Critters Park Shopping Centre at the, the Oasis, Oasis Cafe. That's cool. Uh, December the 26th, I believe. It's All right, Tuesday. Cool. 
Um, oh, actually on Boxing Day. That's yeah, cool. if you want to attend that, ring 0191 uh, Limited spaces, so the quicker you're on there, then you'll that's get your... That's awesome. Uh, Crisis, the homeless charity, are having their Christmas carol service uh, to celebrate 50 years. That's on the 14th of December at St. Nicholas Cathedral, 6.30 till 7.30. There's singing, of course, and hot chocolate and mince pies. Which we didn't offer. <laughs> we should have brought something, shouldn't we? I feel guilty now. Too many guests have went. Have you got any mince pies? Um, no. Uh, this leads to, yeah, uh, this links into the next one. Um, Ralph McTell, a uh, singer-songwriter who wrote the original um, Streets of London uh, oh, right. song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so that's song. celebrating its 50th year, as our crisis. So the two have come together to collaborate on a new version. Oh, which cool. Annie Lennox is also um, singing on, uh, oh, that's cool. playing on. Oh, uh, the choir is made up of crisis volunteers and service users, I believe. That's cool. Uh, that's just been released. I'm sure you can find that on. Oh, that was the song you were asking me about. Yeah, yeah it's on you. You said it was uh, on the internet. So, so it's going to raise awareness and raise cool. money. So yeah. Maybe we'll find that. For uh, the next I trip. thought, yeah, on the last last one, um, I thought it'd be interesting to put this to use, Steve, because I've not seen this yet. You mentioned mm. it before. The uh, Chris Kirkland and Paul Mason. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah, just briefly because we need to wrap things up because I yeah. want to make sure what time. I thought I'd leave that last. Yeah, time. just I'll I'll do the brief version because got like thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage people. It's on YouTube. If people want to watch it. That's the abbreviated version, not the full one. But I watched the whole thing. Um, Paul Merson and Chris Kirkland, footballers, sit down. For, they have a show called The Debate on Sky Sports, and instead of them talking about like debates about like managers or teams versus each other, it was all about mental health. It's um, rather non Yes, yeah. and because Chris Kirkland in particular, which you told me about, um, was a goalkeeper who basically like just left his team, the last team he was at, because he had severe depression. Mm. And it's really pleasing that, like, because I think it's what uh, I think football is too difficult. It was too long to get into, but um, soccer or football. Um, don't do enough about it. Um, I think they're very behind in terms of in regards to other sports. You actually like acknowledge it a lot better, mm-hmm. and it's good that like I mean it's ex footballers. It would be nice if it's people who are in in it because I know and um. Uh, Aaron Lennon. Aaron Lennon. Aaron Lennon came out and got some good support over that, so hopefully it's starting the the, mm-hmm. the situation rolling. Because Chris Kirkland said quite you know, eloquently about how difficult it is to, and the guilt you feel, and the, you know, people's attitude is, you make all this money, and you've got all this fame, and he's, like, basically made the point of, it's completely, like, 36 or something. He's not reached 40 yet. I know goalkeepers play play longer than you. Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, and he signed, like, a one-year deal at some championship team, but then he just couldn't play. Uh, anyway, so I encourage people to watch that because it's good. It's good to get, um, you know, sports I to talk about it. Anyway, we need to wrap things up. Huge thank you for coming on. Thank you so Ariana, much, Ariana. Thank, Ariana. thank you very Sorry much. Sorry about the wait, but you're um, well. And uh, yeah, thank you for sitting in us mental health news. Thank you to everyone who's been on, to Ian, to Sally, to Christine. Christine uh, Sharon. Um, Sharon, yes. And all that leaves us to say from everybody here at Mentally Sound is to have a very happy Christmas and a marvellous new year and enjoy the festive season. Huge thank you to everybody who supported us throughout this year, this year, including our new home on Spice. We've been having such an amazing time since we moved here in April of this year. So we're really excited, obviously, uh, to do a full year next year 
with our wonderful new family and a huge thank you to them once again for agreeing to give us an extra hour for this christmas special we really appreciate it and we just you know they, they they've been hugely supportive to us since we've joined their family uh, this year so obviously it's worth mentioning that um obviously the next uh, show that we're going to be part of will be 2018 it's the second friday of every month 12 till 2 p.m so we look forward to seeing you then and as i said huge thank you to the guests to everyone who's been involved in mentally sound behind the scenes from launchpad and mental health northeast and uh, obviously alistair who runs launchpad has been a huge help and obviously to Ricky for being a marvellous co-host and everyone who works behind the scenes. But obviously, the most important person is the people listening to this show and supporting it. So if you have been doing that, we very much appreciate it. Have a great festive season, whether that be that you've got mental health issues or not. Obviously, we want you to look after yourself, go and support the people that you love and spend time with them and be merry and coil up like a python on Christmas Day as you try and absorb the far too much food that you've consumed, because that's what everyone does. Uh, but as long as you've got a cheese board, everything will be fine. At least that's what I think. Uh, but as we said, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from everyone involved in Mentally Sound. And we'll see you in 2018. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Who's got a beard that's long and white? Who's got a beard that's long and white? Who comes round on a special night? Santa comes round on a special night. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. Who wears boots and suit of red? Santa wears boots and suit of red. Who has a long cap on his head? Santa wears a long cap on his head. Cap on his suit of red. Special night, beard that's white. Cherry nose, Santa's got a big red cherry nose. Who laughs this way? Ho ho ho! Santa laughs this way! Ho ho ho! Ho ho ho! Cherry nose, get on it. Soon that's red, that's your night. Here's that's right. Must be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa.